Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money! money! Oh, shit! We got it! We fucking got it! And welcome back to the value pack. I know this intro sounds a little bit different. Uh, unfortunately, Reslar uh, is not joining us this week. I think he'll be back next week, but he'll probably let us know in the, in the value pack discord in the announcement section. Um, I also, because it was kind of short notice, that Rezar wasn't going to be here. I don't have the list of thank yous to the patrons, so I'm just going to give a general thank you to everyone who supports the show and uh, donates through the the uh, what is it Patreon. Uh, we appreciate you guys very very much. So thank you so much for the support. And yeah, that's our whole intro. We're just going to get into it. It's just Nayashi and I today. Nayashi, what's up? How's it going, man? Yeah, not a whole lot. We're doing good. We're oh. gonna. We're gonna have to carry the the whole fucking podcast today, just the two of us. Yeah, I think it's our first, maybe second time, but I th I feel like it's our first. I know me and Bresler have done a couple without you. I just don't know if it's just been me and you before. Mm -mm. Yeah, interesting. We'll get yeah. it done, nonetheless. Um. All right. People in chat are calling you Natasha. We're gonna move on. So the the developers had a uh, a late night talk. There's a million things to to go over. So we're gonna we're gonna start with the late night talk and then we'll end with comments. But there's a bunch of stuff. Calpheon Elvia released in KR. Uh, I wanted to ask you now, actually, because when when we get there, that I know you've been talking to some of the Koreans that have grinded it, gotten some of their opinions. Um, balance changes hit live server. Um, wanted to get your opinions if you've experienced any of that also they changed almost everyone's rebombs at least every class got yeah, one of their rebombs some changed. way shape or form <clears throat> yeah it mostly seemed like pve stuff but we'll go over that um shy or sage got iframe on bolt uh the shy meme became even more of a meme and arena solar <laughs> is coming out on wednesday uh, to NAEU. I feel like you didn't put enough emphasis on that whole shy nerf. <laughs> what? Uh, dude, the shies have been crying all over Twitch. Have they? It's actually very sad to see. I'm kind of depressed for them. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. I'm gonna I'm going to do my best. To make sure that shies are mad at me by the end of this show, so we'll see how that goes. All right, starting from the top. Don't take you too long. <laughs> starting from the top, uh, the development preview, Draconia Awakening and improvements. So they gave us this little teaser. I don't know if you saw the clip, but I will uh, send it to you right now. Hold on. Let me uh, let me do this. They. They gave us a 15 second clip of the Draconia um, cosplaying as Batman. So that's what this is, just a little 
little Batman cosplay here. See her standing there with her cape waving in the wind. She puts her spear out to the right, and you see a dragon wing or a bat wing, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Fly out to the right. Which, you know, I'm like, okay, so she's going to be legitimately a dragon in, in her awakening versus succession, which just does like dragon like abilities. Lightning dragon like abilities. Lightning dragon, yeah. Yeah. Specifically. So if we are to overanalyze, I want to send you this still image so you can look at this with me. See what I'm seeing. If you look on the left side of this still image I sent you, okay. um, that spear, the second spear in the other hand, which she is holding like a spear, like it has a normal handle like yeah. a spear, uh, also is basically a giant shield. And that entire thing moves with her left arm as a shield would move. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I seem to recall a previous conversation we I had. I don't about recall this. this. Let's move on. Where I don't recall I this. I said it was a shield. It kind of looked like a shield, and I got berated by this comment. Yeah, you did. No, 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 no. You first of all, you you explained a way that it looked like a shield, which that was actually a decent explanation. But you initially said that that cartoon image looked like a Valkyrie. That was <laughs> okay, the part that, that, that we part, disagreed. That part, that part's <laughs> yes, and then you explained that, that well, it, it's like a shield and a spear in the other hand. And I also thought because the the texture on that cartoon image to me did not it like it looked like cloth. Yeah, it looked weird. More it, so it than was a hard, hard to tell material. because obviously without a an animated form of it you can't tell if parts are moving or not but it did yeah. look kind of like there was cloth on there or something and here it looks like there's absolutely no cloth like it's moving as one whole solid unit when you see her like turn her, her arm and whatever so i guess a double or a spear in her right hand and then a spear shield in her left hand i i don't know how else to explain it i also it is a little bit depressing that this cool teaser begins with clipping of the cape it's just the spear is cutting right through the middle of the cape in the back. Is it really? Yeah, it is. It's just, even in the demo. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess it is, yeah. It's just clipping right through. I noticed that. <laughs> well, yeah. they've always had a problem with capes and like, long weapons like that. Like, they even Maywa, if we have, if we end up with any sort of cape on an outfit, it'll poke through. No, Maywas are kind of stuck with reverse bibs. Well, yeah, that's... Well, yeah, but the small ones, there are some outfits that have, even with the small ones, where it'll uh, it'll be where the spear is kind of still going through it a little bit. can't remember which specific one, because I melted all my fucking costumes, but... Hey, man, sometimes yeah. you just need that tri-dusto to go, you know? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes in these enhancement sessions, when you're just trying to make a little bit of silver, you, you end up losing all your favorite outfits. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's how it is. It'd be like that. Yeah. Um, I think the ex one of the examples is uh, uh, the Rakashan one. It's not like a cape, per se, but it's like the, the headdress that has like a, a drooping... Headdress in the back. Let me see if I can send you an image of it. I pulled it up. Oh yeah, yeah, it cuts right through the veil, yeah, like the reverse so veil the spear thing. Would, the spear would, if you're just standing idle, sometimes it'll just poke right through it. 
but it's like not even really worth mentioning. I, I love that this outfit is like the outfit with the least amount of cloth and they still found a way to make it clip. Yep. It's like the least amount of outfit there at all and it still is clipping through the top of the veil. <laughs> um, all right, so here, here's what they said about the Awakening. Um, and we do have kind of a hard release date, at least a hard target release date. I don't know if it'll actually uh, happen, but maybe um, this was sort of a Q and A that they did on God. What was it? Was it Friday? Either Thursday night or Friday night. I think it was the night after the Global Labs. Yeah, or maybe it was the same night. Was, I don't remember what day it was specifically, but it was recent. Yeah, June third. So I think it was the same night as the Global Labs. But uh, all right. So the question was, what's Draconia's Awakening and appearance like? And the response, and this is translated through, I, I don't know. This is on the NAEU Play Black Desert website. So they say, as mentioned before, we are developing Draconia's Awakening by analyzing the play styles and countless feedback given to us by our adventurers. Draconia's Awakening weapon will actually be two spears of different shapes and form. We also wished for her awakening to bring out more of her draconic nature. So we have been designing her movement skills and attacks to display an actual dragon's wing, we felt that this was a unique type of action and feel we wanted Draconia's Awakening uh, to embody. Okay. So it is uh, two spears. So it is two spears, but that other one is a, very, a weird shaped spear with some stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and then the second, the second question was, what's Draconia's combat style like? And they said, upon awakening, Draconia awakens her inner dragon, taking on a different form to display her draconic power that's left unseen when in human form. The moment she spread her wings is when she fully reveals her draconic powers. While not applicable to all skills, certain skills will display different action and or effects when used in human form versus her dragon form. However, all of this is still under development and we are only able to share these concepts for the time being. We'll reveal more at a later date. And then here's the kicker. Now, as a reminder, Draconia came out on, let me make sure I have this date right, April 6th, Wednesday, April 6th, or maybe it was, yeah, Wednesday, April 6th. Uh, the next question is, when will Draconia's Awakening be released? And they said, many of you Order may be four. asking Draconia's Awakening when? We're here to announce that she will be available next month. We're targeting her release for the third week of July. Interesting. So, that is a very long time for the Awakening. That is a long time. It's three whole months later, and I have to issue a public apology because multiple times on my stream, and I don't know the name of the person, and hopefully they step forward eventually and uh, claim their rightful glory, but they were like, Draconia Awakenings coming out with the next season. And I was like, there's no way they're going to release Succession on in one season and then Awakening in another season. But this kind of lines up with the Awakening coming out. They are milking this <laughs> class hard. They're kind of lining up this Awakening with the release of the next season. So I was wrong. My apologies. I thought there's no way. I thought this would be out by the end of June. That was my guess. And even that seemed long. But yeah, I guess it's not coming until the end of July. Is it fair to fair of me to say that I, I'm actually a little scared to see the awakening because the fucking succession is absolutely oppressive right now in GVG scenarios? 
Maybe. Yeah, yeah. For sure, but they'll be different, right? Like, it's kind of like, um... We hope. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, like, thinking of it like... You're depending on your class, right? Because, so, Draconia, the reason why, like, classes without a grab or whatever struggle with Draconia is just the forever protection and not being able to get it out in the heels and taking this. Kind of reminds me of Suck Nova a little bit. Like, fighting a Suck Nova is yeah. a nightmare on a class like that. But then Awaken Nova, in, at least in a 1v1, Awaken Nova is manageable. So maybe it'll be like that. Who knows? Um, some people are comparing it to Corsair Awakening, saying that took a long time as well. Corsair Awakening took six weeks. So this will have been four... Let's see, 11, 12, 13... This will be 14 weeks. So this will be... Um, quite a bit longer than that. Eight weeks longer than it took for Corsair to get their Awakening. Even though the Corsair Awakening was, did feel like a long time. The, the other yeah. reason it felt like a long time is because her Rebombs and the Sea Skills didn't come out. It, at least Draconia Succession form is a fully complete class. Right? Like it's a, sure. it has its full Succession kit. It's not missing anything. Except for good PvE. So, there's, uh, there's that. Um, and then they talked about a bunch of other stuff not Drac-related. So yeah, apologies to, to everyone who's excited about your, your Draconia Awakening, but you have until the third week of July, so go grind up that tag money, you know? You have time, you have time to save silver. Lucky you guys. Alright, so, separate from that, um, I'm just gonna kinda go through these quickly. So I don't think too many of them were, were too, too crazy, except for the bottom one that we'll talk about, the GVG stuff. So, um, the question was, besides Draconia's Awakening, what else is in store? Uh, screen alert changes. They've received a lot of feedback on how alert messages in the upper portion of the screen break the sense of total immersion in the game. We'll be readjusting the value of all in-game items to reduce number of alerts that are displayed during gameplay. Um, buff duration improvements. We've heard a lot regarding the different buff durations. So first, we'll, we'll work to unite all foods and scrolls to a 30 or 60 minute duration. Secondly, for buffs while defeating monsters, we're considering making a feature like uh, Fairy's Miraculous Cheer skill that will use buff items automatically. Hopefully that's nice and pay to win. <laughs> just like Probably. the fairy. Hopefully it's just as toxic as trying to get Cheer 5 on a fairy. You're gonna need, what would it be called? The item? The pay to win item? No, it wouldn't be, a, let's pretend it's a fairy skill. That consumes your elixirs for you off cooldown. First of all, we know they would do four different levels. An alcoholic. Level one would only consume a giant strap every 90 minutes. <laughs> so you only have 15 minutes of the buff. Level two oh would God. consume it every 60 minutes. Level three every half hour and level four every 15 minutes. That just that just sounds toxic as fuck to have as a skill. <laughs> It'll only take on average 150 bucks to roll. 150 bucks to roll. Yeah, this should be pretty cool. I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't come with the actual fairy. It would be nicer. A, a better comp would be making it like the the um, what's it called? Alchemy stone, automatic usage versus the fairy one but you know is what it is 
See what ends up happening with that. Uh, Old Moon Grand Prix matching. Having to physically move to the Old Moon, Old Moon Grand Prix to participate in the race lessened its approachability. With the recent matching technology we developed for the Arena Solar. That is... Hold on. I have to change this in my chat. This is my... Yeah, this is the quote of the day. Let me edit this. Quote of the day. Um... Let's see, exclamation point, quote of the day. All right, here we go. With the recent matching technology they developed, their personal IP. I hope they have that matching technology patented. I wouldn't want that to be stolen by anybody. Uh, okay, so continuing on, they say, with the recent matching technology we developed for Arena Solaire, uh, we seek to change the Old Moon Grand Prix to adopt a similar matching system where you can simply register for a match, continue playing the game, then queue in when the race is ready. We're experimenting with adding this system to other content such as Adaraxian. That would be awesome, by the way. That would be cool. That, if they could figure out how to get this really unique uh, technology into the hands of people that want to do the dungeon, that would be really, really awesome. I'm just gonna milk them calling this a new technology. I, I just have to, this proprietary technological advancement is huge for the game. <laughs> and I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, honestly though, if that came to the dungeons, that would be really, really cool. Because, yeah, actually. yeah, I don't know. Getting ready for the dungeons and meeting up over at the entrance, it's, it's pretty outdated system. Um, they say, however, we ask you for your understanding and patience as it may take some time to develop. Uh, they say, increase the one-time central market purchase amount. There are times when our adventurers seek uh, to purchase a large number of items only to be forced to purchase in limited quantities over multiple attempts. We felt too many adventurers were inconvenienced by this limit. We seek to increase this amount, however, to prevent any form of cornering of the central market. We are still deliberating on the appropriate amount. So some of the changes are going to... Okay. You know, adjust. So I can buy more than 500 Valencia meals every time I want to do my damn uh, Imperial tournaments. That's good yeah. news. Or you can buy I'll more than... My... Well, I don't know, actually, because yeah. they don't have a solid number, but maybe you'll be able to buy more than five Spirit Stones when you're trying to grind them up for Alkstone Power. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Please. That's the worst. I am. Fucking just tedious. So many extra clicks. <laughs> um... Node War Conquest War Command Posts and Annex Conditions. They say, we received a lot of feedback regarding Node Conquest Wars, particularly the many inconveniences endured by our builders. We are currently looking into ways to make building command posts and annexes a bit easier, which is uh, nice, obviously. Hopefully that yes. does get changed. Uh, Imperial Crafting Delivery Box Weight. Whereas Imperial delivery was limited in amount per server, currently delivery is limited in amount per adventure. Therefore, we felt there was no need for delivery boxes to weigh so much. Many, many oh, of cool. you may have been inconvenienced with suddenly becoming overweight after packing a delivery box. So we plan on reducing the weight of these boxes to one fifth the weight. So it'll be 10 LT of their oh, current wow. weight sometime soon. That's awesome, actually. I like that. Yeah, that is awesome. It is kind of tedious to constantly manage that yeah it is actually and uh partly why i don't do it 
<laughs> well, it's only like 60 mil, so it's not really all that much. Well, it's 60 mil a minute, which translates to a million mil an hour, you know? Um, Wizard yeah. Physique. This one I want to skip over because it tilts me, but they say, We wanted to share our hard labor thus far in improving the physique of the Wizard class, which I find very interesting. Uh, they say the work is almost complete as we created all new animations and are currently adjusting all existing outfits to look perfect on his new model. This has taken a bit longer than we first anticipated. We ask for your patience and understanding. So they just show a picture of a dude in underwear. It looks good though. Here's uh, so you have something to look at. Actually, there's that picture. You're welcome for that. Oh God. Don't say, oh God. It looks good. Uh, lowering barrier to entry and increasing income for great ocean content. Now this one is specifically for Jax uh, since he's the last person that even touches the ocean outside of trying to get to Sucrea. They say, you need barrier ships to enjoy more great ocean content. However, we feel that ships take too long to build. Caravels and galaxies can be built in a few days with some investment, but the process is very complicated and requires a lot of materials which make them difficult to obtain. Therefore, we plan to improve caravels and... Am I saying this right? Ga Galaxies? Galicias? Gali what are, what is this word? I, I don't know this word at all. I've never heard or seen this word in my life. Someone type this out. Galeasses? I'm looking this up. I, I, won't, I will not be insulted by chat, right? First of all, I just want you to know... If you know what this word is, your gear is a shit, okay? That is that is a fact. If you know what this word is, your gear is trash, okay? I'm just going to say that, and your performance in Node Wars could be improved. All right, let me look up how to pronounce. How to pronounce... <laughs> gal Galliasis. I'm looking at it, it's like, it kind of looks like Gallimimus, you know, the dinosaur? Sure. I'll defer to you on that one. All right, here we go. We're going to listen to this. First audio. Gallias or Gallius. Gallias or Gallius. Okay, so I wasn't that far off. Yeah, it sounded like you were close. Yeah. I don't know how chat could be so wrong and also be so undergeared. It's crazy. However, Carracks are the ultimate ships that many adventurers who enjoy great ocean content aspire to obtain. So, these will remain the same. Instead, Sunset Blackstones will be changed to take 20 minutes to make so that items can be equipped faster after upgrading the Carracks. We are also aware that the income from hunting saltwater crocodiles, which is required to upgrade Carrick equipment, is fairly low. We will work as quickly as possible to get this adjusted soon. Also, they will be balanced so they can be hunted solo. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you people, people are to... not letting go the way I initially pronounced this word. I, you know what? It's, I'm luckily I'll probably never have to say this word again in my life, so I'm moving on. All right. True. Item restore methods. Many of you who have. Many of you have contacted support when you've accidentally deleted an item. To build on the current iteration of the item restore function, we are working on adding more in-game functions to address the most common item restoration related issues. 
Yeah, I mean, basically, they just need something that auto restores a bunch of pen items people delete when they quit. So when they come back, they could just play the game. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, I may know a few streamers that have done that. Um, Not naming names. Concerns. All right, now this one might, this one might uh, spark a discussion. Concerns Guild Wars. Looking over our CS tickets, we've noticed there are quite a few adventures who are exhausted from one-sided declarations of war by guilds. Thus, we have been deliberating on implementing changes to the current Guild Wars structure. We're looking forward to hearing from more of you regarding this matter. First, we're thinking of making guilds designate their type of gameplay. Warring guilds, adventure guilds, oh, life skill guilds, sailing guilds, and so on. By doing so, warring guilds will be able to continue declaring war on each other as before, but guilds of other designations will only have to conduct war if both guilds mutually agree. By doing so, guilds that wish oh to conduct war... God will naturally continue their warmongering ways as before. I like that they gotta throw that in there. Make sure you guys know that you are in the wrong, in fact. Before you get mad oh, at this change, man. you are monsters. Whereas guilds, uh, more pacifist in nature, will have an actual choice in whether they wish to engage in war or not. Since if both guilds agree, they will still be able to engage in guild war as before. There are countless circumstances that affect Guild Wars, so our discussion on addressing this issue has been ongoing for quite some time now. We feel that we still need some detailed discussion on the designation of Node War Conquest War Guilds, so we wanted to pitch the big picture concept and see what our adventurers had to say on the matter. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't like it. <clears throat> Why? Because... It allows for griefing to be a thing. There's already a system in place where basically if you're not war decked and whatnot, you're not deckable yourself. So if you're not working with any sort of like, you know, GVG activity or anything like that, you're relatively safe. However, I, I feel like this just kind of just makes it go over the top. I don't know. It, if you're not wanting to be in a, 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 a guild that you know, is constantly at war or whatever, then just you need to be affiliated with a guild that's already not doing that. You don't need to go this far with it. I think this is just like wasted development time, honestly, in my opinion. It's addressing an issue that I feel isn't there. Because if a guild decides to deck for, you know, maybe grind spot reasons or grudge reasons or whatever, I mean, they're going to be receiving decks. That just is what it is. So, yeah. why do you go so far to develop a system around that so that it prevent their guild from being able to deck in the future? Because that's ultimately what it's going to do, right? They'd have to change their designation, I suppose, in the future. Yeah, so they changed their designation. I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm, I'm imagining, just for sake of example, the strongest guild in the game being designated as a life skill guild. Like, would it prevent you from placing on Node Wars if you're not designated as a that Node would be War my guild? Presumption. Yeah, I would assume that. Because sure. I, I would say a That's side effect. Activity. Yeah, if they, if they did it this way and they actually covered all their bases, there would be some um, ancillary benefits. For example, sniping might be reduced. Uh, True. Node sniping might be significantly reduced if 
in order to not be permadect on, you have to be set up as a war guild. So that would just make any of the guilds that want to snipe would also be deckable. Potentially. Yeah, that's but true. I that, still that see I still see mostly negatives. For me, I, I'm just like, okay, so prior to Elvia, the issue was everyone basically had to grind Star's End or Sacrea. Prior to Star's End and Sacrea, everyone had to grind Hysteria or Achman. After Elvia, everyone had to grind Orcs. Right now, we have a decent variation of grind spots, um, but they also said that they were going to make it possible to grind on Elvia on every channel, which now that Elvia isn't far and away the best grind spot in the whole game, there's no real reason to limit Elvia to yeah. a small subset of servers. And if you just make Elvia available everywhere and make more uh, parity in the grind spots or leave the parity that currently is in place, we'll, we'll talk about how that might change with Calpheon soon. But um, then people would be a little bit more spread out and not feel like they're all stacked on top of each other fighting for a spot. Yeah. Now, I griefing mean, still honestly, obviously happens, but griefing happens both ways. And I think one of the reasons why a lot of... So here, here's what ends up happening. Everyone's reaction is like, dude, what the fuck? This is killing PvP, right? And then all the people that feel like they're constantly being killed by geared players look at it like, oh, all you guys want to do is stomp noobs. Now, some people do just want to stomp noobs. That is true. But the other side that's never looked at or addressed... My passion. From the devs are the the griefers that are literally just in your spot taking mobs karma bombing try to interrupt your grind without flagging like those types of griefers which are i run into those people way more often than people that just come up and flag i mean i know like obviously i have gear so maybe it's different for other people but it's like griefing goes both ways i'll put it that way so i i don't know it just sucks that they're always seem to be addressing it from one side or another um yeah there, there was another thing i found let me get the link to this real quick because i think this kind of extends the discussion a little bit i have to scroll up for a moment um yeah so this is a a post from the japan region and now this is poorly translated by Google for me. I don't have an official translation, but essentially it's a updated terms of service that makes it against TOS to feed people to mobs. And the way it's described in here. Wait, what? Yeah. It, the way it's described in here is kind of like if you're doing PVP in a place and you're deliberately not using abilities in order to misuse the AI of the monsters, um, to get your opponent's HP down to zero, it will be judged as a PK and uh, whatever, and is against TOS, I guess. Now, this has what? only happened in, in Japan so far, at least that I know of. Maybe it's elsewhere. But the idea of this is also scary. And I, I've always said, like, I know being fed to mobs sucks, but there's so much better ways to deal with it. So one, a lot of the times people are feeding the mobs because they have no recourse because of the karma system. But two, yep. if you're going to make, why would you go make this a TOS thing instead of just making it so you don't lose crystals to mobs? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, now we have to investigate yeah. a bunch of tickets from people submitting videos instead of just making mobs not kill destroy your crystals. It's yeah. just like it's like, so if weird. You, if you honestly like so they they mentioned earlier about all their tickets and whatnot they get, some of the main ones that they deal with. Mm -hmm. I bet you the mass majority of them is like crystals being broken due to like desync or you know the servers like taking a shit. I know I've sent in a couple of requests before because of stuff like that. If they made it so that the mobs didn't break crystals, yeah, I there's an argument where people could just kind of like you know throw bodies at a fucking boss or something like that. But generally speaking, I don't see anything in the game where that would be an issue, and it would get rid of a lot of their support tickets probably. So, and then on top of that, you know, you would address the whole, you know, people being fed the mobs thing. They would still lose XP, of course, but that's fine. If you don't want to be losing XP, then you shouldn't be like constantly going back to a grind zone and, you know, basically potentially getting fed the mobs. The crystal thing, I agree, probably shouldn't even be a thing in the game anymore at this point. Yeah, they so here's the bold text that they've added to their TOS, they say, even if the monster makes the opponent zero, but essentially this is, again, translation, we will make a decision according to the situation after checking the video, etc., that you declared. So it's like, I don't know, man. It just seems like so much more work than a million other... Yeah. yeah. The, only, the only thing, though, like, if making, making it so that your crystals don't break the mobs, um would be an overall positive thing for them from a support ticket standpoint that just completely negates anything that someone would do would have the ability to do as recourse against someone that's trying to karma bomb them you know yeah i keep seeing it's like one of the few few ways to prevent someone from constantly coming in and trying to like force you out of a friend spot by just like throwing themselves at you keep seeing people saying it'll tank the crystal market has anyone seen the crystal market lately? I don't know like how much different you think it would be. But it's not like the crystal market is uh all roses. And outside of the ones that you have to make from like node war materials, everything is I mean there's like zero value in all of this stuff. Like Elkar. Look at Elkar's fifty mil. I mean, what is there even to tank? I, I don't even Gem vipers aren't exactly hard to make. Corrupted, it's, corrupted magic crystals are thirty-eight mil. Yeah, it's it's all the it's all the war-related ones that are expensive right now. Yeah, those are the only ones that are kind of hard to get. And even that, like some of these have uh, some sitting on by. Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, the crystal thing is weird. I it's just this trying to run an investigation on every individual case just seems like so much extra work yeah like are they gonna really try to punish people that are feeding others the mobs it just seems yeah nsg is saying in chat know. crystals don't break on console l cars are 200 mil there you go all right so yeah there's that. Um, the PvP stuff is is odd. I, I don't know. I, I'd have to see how exactly all these rules would be put in place for the Guild Wars, the GVG stuff, but I honestly, it's just like a, a problem almost mo like a problem most of it 
most of this issue is created by lack of being able to find a spot. Right? Most conflict comes from running into someone else in your grind spot. And when everyone's congested in one or two spots, it causes a problem. And right now it's actually a lot more spread out than it has been in a while. But I'm sure when everyone's grinding Calpheon Elvia for materials, it's going to be a nightmare for a while, especially if there's only, what, how many Elvia channels do we have? 10? 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, like 16. And then if you're on uh, South America right now, you have one. You have one on Arsha and one on a non-Arsha channel for the next four weeks. It's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they also I mean, just honestly, added the private grind spot thing, which by the way, my strategy for the private grind spot thing has been, I'm just going to go to a grind spot and grind, and if someone starts griefing me, I just hit enter private grind zone. Yeah, honestly, that's really all you need to do. Like, I actually have not once used it since it was released, because there hasn't been a need. They've diversified the grind spots enough to where, you know, it's not a problem. I can pretty much go wherever I want on any channel, and... I have basically no issue. Yeah. I don't know. It's a nice it's feature for some people. It's just it's just not necessarily a feature I depend on. So Yeah. Um, all right, so you and I have been talking a little bit back and forth. So Calpheon Elvia showed up in KR. I don't know when we're gonna get it, but some of the numbers I keep seeing, and again, I, I don't know. I'm gonna pull up some of these. Weeks some of these screenshots that you and I shared back and forth with each other. Let's see if I could find another one. Um, like, I don't know, or, or some of these YouTube videos. It, it's hard to say how good it's gonna be. Uh, what, what were, you spoke to a, a Moose and a Mewa who probably shouldn't be trusted because of their class choices, but what were their opinions on, on LVA? Well, if, if, it, if, it, if it affects anything, he's planning on going Valk, so. Oh, okay, so he's definitely trustworthy. Yeah. SA block class with um, heels and yeah, yeah, go on. So that particular individual I talked with, as well as um, SSM uh, or what's I think he goes by Blackface over in Care. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, he jumped into uh, Juice Discord or Guild Discord um, yesterday, two days ago. And I uh, was talking with Shaky and the crew, and um, Shaky got some feedback from him on uh, how things are with KR. Trolls right now over there is making like 1.2 to 1.6 bill. And a lot of this value is coming from selling the shards for the Vels Cup because right. the Vel Cup shards you can sell, unlike all the other shards out there. And those roughly go for around 50 to 60 mil, depending on the market. But um, usually around 60 mil. And, and the assumption requires... is probably that that'll drop, right? Like over time, those will probably just be sitting on buy at min price. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, it could, but at the same time, it's going to be pretty much needed for every player that's interested in gearing up. If it's PvE or if it's PvP, you know, every single player is going to want it. So there's always going to be interest in it. And you need 200 shards, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So essentially, you end up spending 12 bill if you buy all the shards outright. Now, that's good 
for players that don't want to grind those zones or don't have the gear for it um, because they have access to the Vels Cup, you know, regardless of grinding there or not. They can just buy the shards or they can farm it themselves if they can grind there. Um, it is expensive, but at the end game kind of gear, that's actually really not all that expensive for 2DP. Um, especially with how much money you'll be making if you're grinding there. It's actually quite a bit. So, yeah, that's that zone. That zone's going to be pretty cracked for money, it seems. Yeah, so that's... Well, it, it's... You'd essentially be paying, what, um, 10 bill? If you bought... Let's say they're 50 mil each, and you bought all 200? Yeah, it would be 10 bill. Yeah, that's what makes me think that eventually the price... Because look how many are sitting on buy already in in this screenshot, and they haven't even had it a week. Yeah. But at the same time, they're they're selling from what my understanding yeah, is of course, I talk to a few players. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, because everyone needs it, right? Like the whole server does. But eventually, fewer and fewer people need it. But if the money is decent, they're still going to be... It's kind of like, think of red shards, right? Like red yeah. shards on our server. The problem is, if you could sell red shards, at oh, first God, they yeah. probably the would have been be selling. Yeah, yeah, now by now though it'd be filled up. The first few weeks though would have been pretty nuts. How far do you think it would tank in price though, hypothetically, if you know red shards or this shard? I don't know what the min is, right? It depends uh, what their shard. min. I can't. Yeah. I wonder if there's a uh, a seal uh, uh, floor basically on the uh, the minimum. Yeah. We're it seems like, like 60 mils mil. of ceiling. Yeah, 60 so. mil looks to be the cap. You see the low arrow, but we don't know what the lower one. I don't know. I I don't know. And if you're saying if what the guy's saying is right, it's actually around 200 mil. Um or sorry, a 1.2 bill, then even if this drops to 10 mil and even if it's they don't like nothing. Yeah, even if they you don't get sell. It in two days. How many do they get in an hour? Let's see. 10 to 14. Yeah, see, it's insane how many you get. That's crazy. That's a huge portion of the money. So it, it probably would end up being only around 700 or 800 mil once these hit rock bottom. Possibly. Which is still good money. Yeah. And you can get a raw drop for that cup. Yeah. At, can you get it at the Trolls or is it just the Hex that, Sanctuary one? That I don't know. I'm not sure I don't what know if spots. You get the raw drop at trolls, but I know you can get it at Hicks. Yeah, wasn't it that same Musa that has a clip of him getting it straight? I, I think, believe so. Yeah, I can't remember where he was though. Uh, the potion-looking thing for people that are asking—that's the upgrade to Frenzy Drafts to give it five more monster AP. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the, you're talking about the red orb looking thing. Yeah, did they say anything about the other zones, non the other three spots, Sawnil, Giants, or uh? You know, I didn't ask about those ones because for some reason, trolls and hex were the only ones that we really discussed. I didn't even think about asking about those. Hmm. Yeah, Trolls is interesting. Trolls is fairly scary. I mean, it, like they actually hit. Yeah, hard. it looks it looks scary to grind there, actually. Yeah, I've seen quite a few clips at Trolls and Hex of people dying with over four hundred DP. 
you're not careful. Yeah, it's definitely not a zone I'll be uh, uh, frequently, uh, you know, that often. I won't be going there probably for a while because my DP is a little low. Even oh. with my max DP set up, it's going to be 383. So he got the drop at Quint, I'm being told. That's where the clip is. Yeah. Okay. Um. Dude, these spots look pretty fun. I, I want them to be out just to add even more variety because I feel like I've been grinding the same spots for so long. Yeah. Like changing it up. But the thing is that's really nice to me about the way they did Elvia this time around is I, I kind of hate that you're forced to go to certain spots for the red, the yellow, and the blue. And this one feels like you just kind of go to yeah, any of the spots you can go that wherever. suit you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that as well because like Bloody Monastery is for like the yellow cup mm -hmm. and they have that new cup for the earring as well and I'm I don't make as much money there it's kind of rough yeah you got to be an archer Zach you just sent me a his Bloody Monastery hour where you got 1.2 bill what the fuck uh, <laughs> here wait or maybe it was one bill let me find this screenshot I don't know what rotation he grinds, but you know, Zaki is different. So he got eight bells, dude. Archer's so dumb. Still sleeping on this class, dude. Um, it's actually insane. I got 1.02 bill. 26 void seeds. Jesus, dude. All right, so. That, I don't know. Calfound Elvia. Do you think we're getting it this week? Um, no, I think in two weeks. You think in two weeks? I think they'll they'll probably wait two weeks. Now, if we get it next week, like, you know, more power to it. Like it's gonna be better for us. But oh, what did I get? Nope, nothing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't think we're going to get it right away. I think it's going to be two weeks. I think they're going to want to try to, like, get some feedback from the players and probably do an adjustment this week. Yeah, they made and a then, couple changes uh, on we'll Global Labs. Get... Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about this. This wasn't initially in the schedule, but you want to go ahead and talk about your artwork? Oh, yeah. What, talking about my what is this? This select? is your character select screen where it's just one giant Maywa. How you said this took you <laughs> how many hours to put together and how much pay to win? Uh, I was fairly bored uh, yesterday and uh, I decided to <laughs> work around with this because I seen it on a KR streamers. Uh, they did it with a, a character image of theirs, but they didn't do a full portrait like I did. Um, so I had an image already from my uh, Maywa guide that I did. So I was like. Huh, I wonder how that would look on here. So I set it up and uh basically obviously I had my image and then I um use GIMP to uh section it off in even parts so that I can take each individual image and paste it over top of the original character image, portrait image. And that ended up being what the result is. Came out pretty good. It came out really good. Who's Nayashi Jr.? Is that your son? <laughs> it's just a uh that's my tag musa from seasons 
Ah. I see. I'm not very uh, creative with my names for characters. Yeah, me neither. I have a character named Triangle and another one named Squares. So, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's move on. Uh, we gotta talk about... Uh, we gotta talk about Global Labs. You know? How do you change your disconnect character icons? There's a... I guess we should mention that real quick. Um, yeah, how do you do this? There's the steps. fake... Fake Uni actually put up a uh, video, I think, last year on how to do that, which is what I use. But basically, there's a folder you can access under Documents, um, Black Desert, and then there's Face Texture. And that'll be ultimately where you find all your character portraits. Mm -hmm. And you can open those files up and overwrite what's on it with an image of your choice to create a custom one and then save it. And uh, that'll be ultimately how you get the character portraits to display in your disconnect screen. Is this against TOS? No. It's a feature you can do. Okay. I'm going to report... I sent, it, just I sent it to Armin. He didn't send me any warnings, so... To protect, to protect the viewers and the listeners, I'm going to send in a ticket with your account complaining about it. And oh if they don't God. do anything, then we'll know it's safe, right? Fair. Okay. We'll report back next week on... Uh, and basically, if Nayashi doesn't show up to the podcast, probably because he doesn't have an account anymore and he's pissed at me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll know. We'll know. Uh, all right. Global Labs. Global Labs, Global Labs, Global Labs. Okay. Grindspot UI update. We'll start with the positive. Uh, this is really cool. They're going to show how much knowledge you have. They're going it, to, it's going to be nicely packaged in a, the, basically the, every Grindspot's just going to look nicer and be a little bit more presentable on, it's going to show the APDP at the top. It's going to show your APDP and it'll be red if you don't meet the requirements. It'll be green if you do. This uh, is actually really good. Yeah, it'll show the knowledge that you're missing. It shows all oh the God, items that can drop. Oh my God, they, they added, added a search. They added a search. It's, Thank yeah. God. This is very, 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 very nice. Yeah, this, this is how it should have been from the get-go. Yeah, this is very cool. Like this fucking, you go to the item drop screen. This is just cancer to look at because <laughs> yeah. you you have you, you're like, all right, well, it's not in alphabetical order, so I'm already fucked, and now I have to like sift through all this just to find the fucking thing that I'm looking for, the spot I'm looking for. It's just all around cancer. Yeah, this is oh, yeah. This, this is the current one that we deal with. That's I don't know, whatever. But like, if you want to see the items. And then if you want to look at the the gear racks and everything, there's just you got to go everywhere. There's like multiple screens, and this is all just nicely laid out in one beautiful UI. It's pretty cool. Uh, so that's that's nice. Um, they also made it so a function has been added that allows you to directly check the hunting ground information by clicking the ground UI on the world map. So when you click on the world map, it'll pull you right to it as well. So this is, I don't know if this will do the GIF if I link the address, let me see. Yeah, yeah, so if you hover over that or click it, you'll kind of see the hey, way that works. 
Okay. I think you'll have to click it, yeah. But basically, when you hover over the grind spot and click on it, it'll it'll pop this up directly. That is so much better. Yeah. That is a huge improvement. Ooh, that's a good point. Someone's saying the only thing missing is the Agris modifier, which actually is important at every grind spot. They should put that everywhere. Yeah. That would be really nice. And they should have a list of recommended classes. <laughs> how, <laughs> how toxic would that be? Oh, like, man, guys, your class, my your class, class is in red for every zone for some reason. Why is my class not on the map in any of these spots? Um... Okay, been down, I, down. I I like that. That's that's you know, I got to give them credit. They've been doing a lot of huge quality of life improvements. Mm -hmm. And I know some people still complain about this or that about the game. I still have my complaints about balance and whatnot. But overall, what they've been doing with the game has actually been really positive. And it's unfortunate it took so long for them to do some of this stuff. But uh, I still, it's really really awesome to see. So yeah. credit to him for that. Yeah, it's nice. Like these ones too, because you're never really expecting it. Yeah. So whenever they come, it's like, oh, nice. That like yeah, the gathering tool bag. You just think you're screwed with the system forever as it is. Yeah. When they come in like this. So it's pretty cool. Um, all right, class changes. Speaking of the area of the game that you said isn't perfectly balanced, uh, <laughs> they they updated the bombs. Yeah. Wait, before you do that, do you want to talk about one more, the UI change? Which one? The item backgrounds. Oh, well, that came last week. Did we talk about that? I don't know if we did. I don't think we did. Yeah. I, yeah, we talked about this on, a few days ago on Thursday. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember if we talked about it. But for those who don't know, I'm going to go just to the KR patch because that's where I first saw it. Was it this one? No. This um, this is also another cool thing. When when you showed me this, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Yeah. So essentially, these new items that have this fancy background, the red, are not just because the Calfion LV items. They actually went through the game, and all of the items have a different colored background based on the quality of the item. So, weapons, armor, blackstones, everything now has this kind of fancy different color. So this is just their example. It's not just this reform stone that has it. It's all items in the game. If it's white, it gets this sort of white background. If it's if it's green, it gets the green background, rare, yellow, red, whatever. So now it has this fancy background that it's like such a subtle change, but I think it looks really fucking cool. Oh, it does. It looks awesome. It's like so basic. So you see, like this is a tongue earring, for example, and I know that people that are just listening can't see it, but tongue earring just has like a giant yellow uh, background at the top of the item card essentially makes it look like cards. That's how me and I actually were talking about it. Like kind of reminds me of trading cards now. Yeah. Someone said, damn minus 10, 10 FPS. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. But they did also uh, in the last few months, they've also updated the tooltips. So now just items just have so much more information now, which yeah. is really, really cool. Like craftable, like how to craft the item, what, uh, the recipe is to make the items when you look at them. So on top of the background being added to it as well makes it look really, really nice. I am a fan of that. Yeah, those are cool UI changes. This, this is the kind of cool stuff that just like really makes your game pop compared to the uh, the competitors out there. 
Yeah, although in fairness, I do think most games have a background. Probably at this point, yeah. yeah I, I always thought the item, the item wheel looks so odd to me in BDO. Like item you could wheel. easily make this look so cool. Yeah, like if you compare it to something like, uh, like Diablo 2's inventory screen, how your equipment looks when it's equipped, it looks so much cooler. Like the items are so small in yeah. BDO. The, the actual uh, yeah that's portraits. true yeah the equipment slots are very very small yeah they can make the the character the inventory screen the gear screen more fancy but it, cool. they're trying to fit a lot of info in it remember i think it used to be a little bit bigger but then they sh they shrunk it down a bit because they had more information that they wanted to display mostly because we complained a lot about not having all the information displayed <laughs> and then yeah. uh you know, then it's just become a progressive increase, you know, adding new items, more information. Now we have tabs at the bottom to target, you know, to look at specific, you know, uh, artifact related information, crystal set. You know, those things weren't yeah. there before. They got a lot of stuff. Anyway, neither here nor there. Let's talk about these changes, Robom changes. I'm going to just go down the list. And some of these include changes to the actual kit as well for a couple of these classes. Um, most of these, just a heads up, are changes to, like, are, are PvE changes. And they don't really affect PvP as much because they're not, not all of them, but most of them are PvE changes where it's, for example, the damage gets increased, but then the PvP damage is reduced, so it stays the same in PvP. Uh, Alright, so yeah. Warrior. Counter slash skill's been improved. After using counter slash skill, the linkage to other skills been increased. Improvements been made so that you can link the two hits of counter slash when left clicking while using the following skills. Seismic Strike, Frenzied Spear, Shield Assault, and Shield Tide. So it kind of adds LMB as a flow. Uh, dust Slash has been improved as follows. Improvements have been made so that two hits of Dust Slash skill can be linked when left clicking while using the following skills and the same ones uh, as the, the other bomb. Um, the Ranger got... Uh, on Roaring Arrow, the crit changed from 50% to 100%. Improvements been made so that Penetrating Wind skill can be linked when pressing Shift plus left click. Uh, and then when using the Space Bar while using the skill Extreme Charging Wind can be linked. Fury Arrow got a 104% damage increase on the two hits. And it no longer recovers stamina. And improvements have been made so that Penetrating Wind can be linked when pressing Shift plus left click. Uh, Sork got their Shadow Hellfire skill change. This is the one where they kind of move forward a little bit with Forward Guard and do two hits. It now is no longer two hits, it's just one hit, and they changed the damage. It used to be 856 times three, and the additional hit was 1132 times five. Now it's just one hit, that's 1452 times seven. Uh, the PvP damage reduction rate has been increased. I haven't mathed this one out, but I assume the damage is the same. Or close to the same. Uh, Shadow Wave. Shadow Wave is interesting. So Shadow Wave they change so it no longer de deals its damage across a plane. It just wherever you get hit by it, it always deals the same amount of damage. Twelve nineteen times four instead of twelve nineteen times three up to three hits. Um, they say they changed it to a projectile skill. Air attack has been removed. Down attack has been added. And after using the skill has been improved to link more smoothly with other bombs, and then the skill effect kind of changed. So this one is weird because 
I, I'd have to see what the damage is like when it comes to live server, but it still has a float on it. So if you use it to re-CC, which sometimes happens if you're out of abilities or stamina to use violation or whatever, sometimes people will use it to re-CC and now that re-CC is not going to gain the air attack damage. So it's going to be less damage. But if you use it at the end of a combo, I guess now it has down attack, so it'll do more if you don't refloat with it. Potentially. Um, yeah, I don't know. To range... Range flow. I mean, it always kind of was a range flow. I don't know if the range is different than before or not. It doesn't mention that the range has been increased, but who knows? Maybe it is. All right, Zerker. Feral Rage damage has been increased. Uh, from 647 times 7 to 771 times 7. Last hit, same same difference. Acts of Destruction. Uh, this one, I, I guess, is also PvP because it doesn't have any additional PvP reduction. Acts of Destruction skill has been improved as follows. They increase the damage up from 768 to 1000. Uh, increase the PvP damage reduction rate. Change to apply the knockdown effect to all attack ranges. The effect of a 30% movement speed reduction for 10 seconds upon successful hits has been removed. When using a skill, melee attack power plus 16 for 10 seconds has been added. Uh, and the skill cooldown has been changed from 45 seconds to 20 seconds. That is interesting. I'm not... I wish Rez was here to tell Why us. Why was his it so long that. before? Because they love, they hate rebombs. I'm telling you, like they mostly hate rebombs in this game. The dev, I honestly feel like the devs regret making rebombs because when you affect a rebomb change, it impacts both specs. Yeah, it really does. It's probably tedious as fuck to try to balance that. Yeah, but most of the rebombs, of. for the most part, are relatively utility based. Yeah. Most. Yeah, so. true. Um, Frenzy Tyrant has been improved as follows. The skill's striking action has been improved to activate more quickly, and upon successful hits, recover 30 health for each hit has been added. Uh, Tamer, they removed the 9% uh, hit rate reduction on Horror Slam and added a down smash. And then Lightning Burn, they increased the rear movement distance, uh, added or removed the 20% attack speed reduction effect and improved uh, so that you can link to other skills by left clicking um, Horror Slam and Legendary Beast Claw. So there's that. And they fixed a bug. Musa. Storm Slash. The effect of 50% critical strike chance of additional hits has been changed to apply the effect of 50% crit to all hits. And improvements have been made so that additional hits are linked when left clicking uh, using the following skills. Pouncing Dragon. I like they say following skills and then list only one. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. The Gale Slash skill has been improved as follows. Skill attack speed has been slightly increased. The speed of the tornado has increased and improvements have been made so that additional hits are linked when left clicking by using the following skills, Pouncing Dragon and Quick Shot. Maywa, you want to talk about these ones? I'll, I'll read them and then you let me know. I actually didn't test this myself because uh, I didn't I find it interesting enough to jump on Global Labs. All right, but I'll, I can I'll, I can at least talk about it. All right, I'll do I'll do one at a time and you tell me what you think. So the first one is Decapitating sure. Cyclone. Skill's been improved as follows. Speed of Tornado increased. Improved to trigger a whirlwind strike in the direction of the camera is facing. Improvements have been made so that when left-clicking when using the following skills, you can link decapi uh, Decapitating Cyclone skill to blow and a tornado blow um, with Chaos Red Moon, Blooming Stride, and Blooming Step. So, I mean, a little bit of utility in terms of the, the ability to link between a 
that particular Rebam and a different Rebam or uh, Red Moon. But um, the tornado speed, it didn't really seem all that impressive to me. Like, it's not like how like Musa's uh, projection is. Obviously, that's that skills like really fast with how it can cc so yeah no man was always uh, going to be whatever moose has but a little bit less you know pretty much it seems that way but um <laughs> i mean overall it's just a utility float skill we don't really use it for anything other than maybe pulling mobs in large scale like or 1v1 type uh potential float option so it's nothing really impressive what they did with it it's not going to impact anything any differently okay Decapi uh, decapitating Dragon skill has been improved as follows. The skill damage has been adjusted. PvP damage is the same as before. First hit damage is from 789 to 1089 times 4. PvP reduction increased by 7%. And improvements have been made so that the two hits of Decapitating Dragon can be linked when left-clicking to Red Moon, Blooming Stride, Blooming Step. Does this change PvE at all? Um, I gotta test the damage out, so the damage might be something. Overall, what this skill does and why you would use it, if at all, is because it would give you an attack speed bonus. But mm -hmm. since Awakening, for example, we get an attack speed bonus when um, uh, just using Sleet Step. We have it up quite often and all the time, pretty much, if you really focus on it. So it's not really going to... It doesn't override it. It doesn't add to it. They just, they're just the same type of buff. So it yeah. kind of doesn't do anything for Awakening. Um, for succession, though, they don't have an attack speed bonus like that, so they can incorporate that in PvE. However, that skill is not useful in PvP in any measure. Right. All right, so, Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, the Divine Judgment of Light skill has been improved as follows. First hit damage has changed. Went from 835 times 7 to 1130 times 7. Improvements have been made so that the skill can be linked by left-clicking to the following skills, Celestial Smite and Celestial Spear. A 20% reduction in attack speed has been added for 10 seconds, and the effect of reducing move speed by 10% for 5 seconds has been removed. That's, I mean, you know as well as anyone. That's a pretty big change going from move speed to attack speed for most classes. Although it doesn't affect, yep. if it's not cast speed as well, I guess it doesn't affect some classes, but yeah, not everyone's affected by move speed the same as they are attack speed. Yeah, unfortunately, move speed is... Against the vast majority of the classes is relatively useless of a debuff, in my opinion. It's yeah. always in PvP, it's it's usually the cast speed and attack speed that really had the largest impact. Not against blade, bladers, don't give me a reason well, to use shackles, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Against bladers, moving speed is pretty effective. Um, Shining Judgment, I haven't actually heard from any... But I, I think Joe Bell told me that the changes are... Meh. Like, they're not anything crazy, so... Knows, but Shining Judgment Alive has been improved as follows. Behavior of the skills changed. Skill damage has been adjusted as follows. Um, so instead of 1032 times 2 up to 3 hits, it's now 1034 times 1 up to 7 hits. The second hit damage is 1034 times 6 instead of times 3. PvP damage reduction has been increased. Down smash effect has been added to the first successful hit. The effect of recovering 20 mental strength for each successful hit has been removed. Uh, resource consumed when using the skill change from Divine Power 150 to Stamina 100. Uh, it says, it, as, as it is changed to a skill that consumes Endurance, Stamina does not recover, and improvements have been made to enable linkage by pressing Spacebar while using Righteous Charge and Shining Dash. Shining Dash. 
Jobel said, granted, I'm not a Valkman, so don't quote me. Listen, Jobel said that these changes are fucking trash. Uh, Kunoichi. Ankle splitter has been changed as follows. The first hit damage uh, has been changed from 694 times 3 to 1040 times 3. PvP damage reduction has been increased. The attack range of the additional hits has been increased. And the critical hit rate of 100% that was applying only on the last hit now applies to the entire ability. Uh, I actually think this is a decent change for PvE. The skill is a 15 second cooldown for absolutely no reason. It's a mostly unusable skill in PvP, so not sure why the cooldown is so high, but that is actually nice, especially on Awakening Kuno, where your DP debuffs are a lot more limited. It's either Ankle Cut or Halo, and both those have tiny-ass AoEs. So I do actually use this at the start of my combo. I also use this in PvE to swap to pre-awakening before I use Moonlight for the tier three add-on as well. So yeah, it's kind of it'll be kind of nice. I have to see against mobs. I was testing it against dummies, and the AOE on the second hit is still really small to me. Maybe in mobs that are actually like all grouped up and packed, it'll be nice. But it, it's. This is a nice change. It goes from being a, instead of just the DP debuff, it's a DP debuff with a little bit of damage now. Not anything crazy though. Nice. Uh, shackle target has been improved as follows. Improvements been made so that shackle target can be linked when left clicking while using sinew cut, assassin's trail, and heart snatch. This is actually really fucking cool. I love this change and the reason why I love it in particular for assassin's trail is because assassin's trail it's the one that starts off forward guard and then you do a backflip iframe, but the landing is completely unprotected and it it cuts that gap down to almost nothing when you hold L and B and it uses shackle target right after. So that part's really cool. It, it feels really, really good. So uh, we can expect to see that used a lot, huh? I think so. I use Assassin's Trail more than Heart Snatch because Assassin's Trail as weird as it sounds after the reworks because the pet scaling changes, Assassin's Trail does more damage to than Heart Snatch and is just way safer to use and also has a 10 second lower cooldown. So I, I'm surprised Heart Snatch didn't get some PvE buff at all. Actually, that would have been nice, but oh well. Uh, Ninja. <laughs> this The Ninja ones are weird, dude. All right, so Shuriken Moon Dive has been improved as follows. The behavior of the skill has changed. The effect that draws the attention of nearby enemies has been added. The invincibility effect has been removed while the character has disappeared. The stealth effect after using the skill has been removed and the cooldown time has changed from 30 to 20 seconds. So they essentially changed this ability to a pull skill. It kind of scoots you forward and then does an AOE that looks like behead. Like the animation's actually pretty cool and it just kind of aggros mobs. So now every 20 seconds which would effectively be every two or three packs depending on your grind speed you'll have yeah. a uh, an aoe pull skill where you don't have to jump throw a shuriken so that's, that's kind of nice it might help out with the apm requirement for fucking ninja grind yeah so it's i i don't know why like i'd have to see what effects this would have in pvp but if it's basically nothing which i suspect it is because it has no protection it's really slow i don't even know if it has a cc i don't think it does but since it doesn't affect PvP at all, I don't know why the cooldown can't be 10 seconds so they can just pull every pack. Yeah. I don't know why what's, they'd leave it at the, 20. What's the impact of it being a shorter cooldown? Yeah, because everyone's going to use the other bomb anyway, so it's just very... 
It's yeah. one of those head scratchers. Uh, ninjutsu decapitation has been improved as follows. Uh, the skill damage has been adjusted in the follow uh, as follows. The PvP damage is the same as before. So the hit change from the initial hit damage change from 577 times 3 to 1533 times 4. And then the second hit damage change from 1731 times 6 down to 1533 times 5. So it's still 9 hits, but now uh, more damage on the initial hits. And then the end hits are technically less damage, but overall the skill is going to do more damage. I think this skill's weird. A ninja would have to test it, but if you actually use the skill even right now, it's actually comparable damage to to illusion, but it functions weirdly. Now it might it might be enough damage. Someone would have to test it, obviously, but it might be enough damage to theoretically replace illusion for PVE. I think it's worth testing. I don't know. I don't know for sure that it is, but it it might be because I think it's also like a one or two second lower cooldown. Anyway. Yeah. Nice. Hold on one sec. My fan is getting squeaky. Okay. Uh, wizard. Can you hear it? You, were you able to hear it for a second there? I wasn't able to hear it. Oh, yeah. I, I could hear it in my headphones. So I was like, the hell's going on? Uh, all right. So, wizard, wizard and witch, uh, both got mana arrows and trembling thunder damage changed. So, mana arrows, uh, changed from. So it now has a forward guard effect while using the skill. Stun effect has been removed uh, when the second hit is successful. Mana absorption effect when the second hit, is, uh, second hit is successful has been changed to absorb when the first hit is successful. And the second hit damage changed from 231 times 7 to 808 times 4. And the character rotates when using the second hit skill. Uh, Trembling Thunder just changed the damage. PvP damage looks to be the same as before. Um... The, the forward guard is interesting for succession classes. Oh, so. I have to ask a caster what they think about that. I'm curious what Wizbelly thinks. Oh, uh, they can utilize it for PvP? Yeah. So, we'll have to see. And then Trembling Thunder is just PvE damage change. Uh, Lightning Arrows. So the lightning arrows change is exclusive for which lightning arrow skill damage has been adjusted. It's instead of 824 times seven, it's 1153 times seven. It is, has improved to activate faster when using other skills. Added a phrase to activate residual lightning when right clicking in the skill description and the phenomenon that the attack range of the skill was abnormal has been corrected. So yeah, there you go. And then uh, Dark Knight. Obsidian Blaze, they buffed the damage of it. This is the one that basically was a just an absolute crap tier version of Absolute Wheel of Fortune. It now does 937 times 8. I believe it has 50% crit in PvE, if I remember correctly. But they also changed the animation to match Prime Wheel of Fortune, which means it's a lot bigger AoE. Uh, so this might be kind of nice for PvE. The, the problem is it still has a 22 second cooldown, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, which is still incredibly long. So I don't know how impactful it'll have. Oh, is it is it no crit? I have to look. Right. Let me just double check to make sure. Because I was on Global Labs and I was looking at it, but I can't remember. Um, let me just double check to make sure so I have it right. Just for my own... I know DK's already know, so it doesn't matter. 
Uh, young Trento's telling me it has 100% crit. Is it PvE only? Yeah, 100% crit. No, it's uh, both PvE and PvP. Okay. Um, yeah, and the, uh, this one's interesting too because they it doesn't say they changed the PvP damage reduction, so it might... Oh, God. <laughs> So it might do. Kidding me? It might do a little bit more damage in PvP as well. I, like they fucking need that. Nine thirty-seven times eight's not that crazy though, and it is a twenty-two second cooldown. But yeah, they they might might be a little buff to their PvP. You know, they're struggling. Fucking unreal. <laughs> fucking devs tripped into buffing fucking DK again. That's right. It's not the only one they buffed. Unveiled fate. Uh, has been improved as follows. The attack range has been changed to be the same as uh, Prime Wheel of Fortune. The linkage of the speed of the attack between the first and the second hits has been improved. Uh, the skill damage has been adjusted from 733 times 4 on the first hit down to 375 times 4. And then the second hit up from 730 times 8 to 937 times 8. The attack speed increase effect when using the skill has changed from attack speed increase 5% for 10 seconds to 10% for 10 seconds. And 100% critical hit rate of the skill has been added. So that also, at least combo damage wise, might be a little buff, right? PvP? Yeah. Potentially. Seems like it. The skill also is weird. I didn't, I forgot to test this skill. This is the one where it like dagger stabs forward and then does like a Wheel of Fortune type thing. So that might be kind of nice for PvE. At least. Maybe as like just start out getting your attack speed buff and it does a tiny bit of damage uh mystic the movement distance of iron fist fury has been increased i was testing this it didn't it didn't look much different to me but I, I guess it is a little bit different i still think most people will use perfect blow uh improvements have been made to enable linkage to thrashing wolf when left click uh when left clicking input links to other skills have been improved to activate more smoothly and then thrashing wolf got a pve damage buff as well Essentially, all the 707% damage across the skill change to 954. Um, <laughs> someone said that's under the assumption that DKs need to combo to kill. Yeah, that's my... my... <laughs> that's a uh, very, very true statement. Alright, Lon. White Heron. White Heron has been improved to change as follows. The cooldown time has decreased from 22 seconds to 13 seconds. The length of the frontal guard that's applied when using the skill has been slightly increased. So now it doesn't have a big old gap at the end. And the skill damage changed from... Uh, I'm just going to add this. What is this? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Um, 872 times 10. Now it's 921 times 10. And a down smash skill effect has been modified to match the actual effect. Uh, I honestly Wait, think, what? I don't what know what, I, I guess it wasn't, I don't know, actually. That is a weird like way to word it. Like smash, like, weird, at weird times during the animation? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't even know, I'd have to ask Lons if they use this anymore. Back in the day, it was one of your two DP debuffs, so you used it just to DP debuff. I don't know if that's true anymore with how efficient Lon is. I don't even know if you use this. Yeah, I think this is the one not. with the DP debuff. So you probably, I, I don't even know if it's worth casting still. Um, Symbidium Trail has been improved as follows. The cooldown time also changed from 22 seconds to 13. The length of the super armor effect uh, while using the skill has been increased slightly. And then it's kind of same thing with the other one. They changed 
the damage. They increased the damage. It also says they changed the PvP reduction rate from 50% down to 25. So this one got a, a damage buff, I guess. Jesus. But the damage numbers still aren't that crazy. You have to do all three hits, and it's only 680 times 10. I have yeah, a feeling it's, yeah, it still probably won't be used. And then uh, improved so that it is possible to link with Sacred Dance of Souls skill when left-clicking while using Eyes of Blood and Phoenix Chase skills. So that's kind of cool. Now here, here's one that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious your opinion on this one. So Ultimate Verdure, <laughs> Verdure, 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 Cloud has been improved as follows. This is the Archer ability. The behavior of the skill has changed. The effect of frontal guard during the one-hit attack has been changed to front guard while using the skill. Uh, oh the skill damage has been changed as follows. The first hit from 622 times 3 to 1324 times 4. And then the second Wait, hit... what? Yeah, so it got a massive damage buff on the first hit. The second hit from 1103 times 6 to 1324 times 6. Um, the effect of increasing the ranged attack power uh, of by... Plus 10 for 10 seconds has been removed. The effect of floats on the first hit has been removed. The air smash on the second hit has been removed. And the air smash or the air attack has been deleted and down attack has been added. And there's no additional PvP Ooh. damage reduction. So at, so they increased the damage. They gave it a full frontal guard and removed the CCs except for smash. Yeah. No, no, they did remove the, the smash. They added down attack but removed the air smash. Oh, down attack. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got that mixed up. Yeah, so they moved attack out they of down actually, attack. So, depending on how that damage modifier is, they'll obviously try to opt for when they knock you down, utilizing that for the down attack damage to like burst you, maybe. Yeah, I guess. There's a little bit of forward guard damage. So, some basically uh, kind of sounds to me like a large scale or like GVG type ability. I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with the skills, so yeah. They, but just from just from how it sounds on paper, that's the way, what it sounds like. As Zach, Zachy said, as he read it when he first read it, he said, "Quote: Hell yeah, they doubled the damage of one of our bombs in PvP." Oh, so. yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> radiant, <laughs> radiant, and snare has been improved as follows. The behavior of the skills has been changed. The stiffness effect on one hit has been removed and a 20% reduction move attack cast speed for 10 seconds upon successful one hit has been added. So Radiant and Snare now has a slow debuff and no longer has a stiffen. <laughs> Classic, then we okay. doubled it. All right, and now the big one. So I'm gonna read the blue text for Shy before I get to, before I read the actual changes, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna read the blue text which I think calmed this the shies be down before they read the notes, okay? Oh yeah, I'm sure it did. It calmed them down so it was easier to take. So they said through today's patch, Shy's monster defun uh, defense reduction ability has been adjusted. Basically, Shy uh, shows good efficiency when dealing with monsters with high defense with reduced defense and a large number of hits. However, while she was preparing for the highest level of hunting ground updates, such as Crypt Arresting Thoughts, Gyphon Temple Underground, Calpheon Elvio, we decided that it was unreasonable to continue considering the balance as it is. In particular, her monster defense reduction ability, based on percentage, had an excessively high efficiency in the highest level of hunting ground. Therefore, through today's patch, the 10% monster defense reduction effect of Shy's Hop 3, Quick 2, and Twirl 3 skills has been changed to reduce all defense by 30. 
and the cooldown of Misty Haze skill has been adjusted from 30 seconds to 3 minutes, and the skill has been largely adjusted uh, to the cooldown while maintaining the defense reduction ability so that its power can be maintained in party hunting or in certain situations. However, by allowing Florin Leaves to recover from various skills, the attack power increase effect can be maintained uh, to the maximum through Twirl 3, 1, 2, 3, and Go. A 6% increase in all hit rates have been added to try this skill as well. In the case of Misty Haze skill, as the cooldown time is adjusted, it becomes more important, so we've improved so that super armor can be applied from the start of the skill. I think that many shy adventurers will feel very sorry for this adjustment. We wanted to keep it as much as possible, but we decided that it was a necessary part to clean up as higher hunting grounds will continue to be released in the future as well as the past hunting grounds. However, the key to this adjustment is not necessarily to drastically reduce Shy's hunting ability, but to adjust the efficiency where it is too high in specific hunting grounds. Today's patch is not the end, but we'll continue to check and adjust if not enough. All right, so... It does basically say, you bitches are too OP, or we're nerfing you down. Uh, Misty Haze changed from 30 seconds to 3 minutes. The duration of the skills changed from 20 seconds to wait, 30 wait, seconds. Wait, 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 wait. You can't just gloss over that so 30, quickly. 30, well, that I read it in the part above. Now I'm just reading the bullet points now. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the cooldown changed from 30 seconds to 3 minutes. This is their big, fat debuff. But the duration now lasts 30 seconds. So it's essentially like a... Uh, Almost like an e-buff. Um, yeah. The hop three quick to these skill names. I mean, already these skill names just scream that this class is going to be nerfed eventually. You know what I mean? <laughs> all, all, all defense reduction, 10% effect has been changed to all defense reduction by 30 for monsters. Um, this quick two thing got changed. All evasion effects have been changed to 6 to 9%. That got deleted. Uh, twirl 3 improvements have been made so that Florin Leaves are restored for each skill movement. 1, 2, 3 improvements have been made so that Florin Leaves are rest uh, restored for each skill movement. A 9% reduction in all evasion rates have been uh, added on successful hits to 1, 2, 3. Go uh, improvements have been made so that Florin Leaves are restored for each skill movement. An explanation has been added to it uh, that cannot be activated during cooldown. Try this, improve to link smoothly after the next skill, twirl, boom, hop, three, quick, two. This is all just seeing if I can even get through these skill names. When using a skill, uh, or when using this skill, uh, a 6% effect has been added to increase all hit rate for 10 seconds. We're gonna win. The duration of the effect has been changed from five minutes to 10 win. minutes. <laughs> uh, Misty Haze, do it better, delusive light has been proved so that the super armor is applied from the start of the skill. When using sun, moon, star, shout to the sky, time to shine, summer rain, do it better, skills, monsters within the area of effect of the skill have been improved to be able to acquire loot even if the monster is killed by a party member or unit member. All right. So, Shy's, like I said, my, my goal is, is to remind Shy's that they are supposed to hate me. Now I'm I'm gonna say this, and I've been saying this for. You a know, it's funny. They just had the the pack east and whatnot, and there's an abnormal amount of shies there. Listen, <laughs> then okay. this happens. So they're thinking on it. I understand the thinking on it, and I obviously need to see. I need to see how the efficiency works when a shy is in your actual group at Oluns, right? Like in an actual test versus like, up. Oh, you know, we're just dead. But I will say, and I understand. Things obviously don't look good, but <laughs> but here 
is what I've been saying for a long time. And Shy's just, they do not believe me. Pearl Abyss doesn't want this class to be popular. They just don't. They never have. They never will. The class's intention was always a novelty from day one. You literally were not allowed to ride horses when the class came out. That is how it came out. It wasn't until a bunch of backlash and and complaining from the classes that they eventually changed that. And they have made improvements along the way. But at the end of the day, they, I think that they regret it. I feel similar to Rabam's, but I feel way more strongly about this. I think that they regret making the shy. I legitimately believe that they regret making the shy as it is because they don't really want it to be a class. It was supposed to be a fun novelty that got taken too far by the fans. Yup. And while, while me and Reslar had a huge argument during the comment section, six months ago, seven months ago, I think it was during the reworks, before the reworks came out. And my, my take was, and I used the analogy of like, if you see a good friend of yours being uh, emotionally abused by their significant other, yes, obviously you would want that significant other to change, which is the argument the Shies always make. It's like, well, we should be fighting for change. And you should, you absolutely should be but you also should not be supporting the abuse by continuing to play the class and buy costumes on the class and promote the class in any way because Pearl Abyss is not giving you what you guys need and you deserve better. You just absolutely deserve better. You don't deserve what you guys are going through, okay? You never have, never will, for whatever reason, they don't want this class to be great. Do I think this class will still probably be the de facto group uh, class it probably if I had to bet money right now I'd say your only group is probably still going to be better with a shy than without but I can understand the frustration of it going from super efficient and like we definitely need a shy to not necessarily needing a shy I like some, one of the memes I saw was yeah Perlibus decided that there weren't enough strikers in Olin groups they wanted to increase strikers from 2 to 3 oh my god oh uh... Um, it's true. So I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, the, I was shocked like, from a PVE standpoint. Like, I understand that this is upsetting and whatnot because it's like one of the main things that they're really good at with the group PV, PVE. Mm -hmm. But it's like Shies have been pushing for buffs in so many different areas of the game, like PVP and whatnot. They, they want their class to be like a normal class when they were originally told that's not going to be the case, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Like, like you said, it's kind of like you guys. I don't know. Like they purposely, like in your analogy, they purposely put themselves into this relationship. You know, like I don't know what else to say other than that. Like, this is self abuse at this point. Yeah. Um. Look here. I'm gonna say this. W Wutaro in chat is saying you don't need a shy. It's recommended that you bring one. But here's the thing: the efficiency. That that, is so good. that come on, Wutaro. That is it's a little bit disingenuous. That would be like when a shy tells me they want their grind, like especially pre rework. When a shy tells me, "Man, our grind should be improved." It's like, dude, you don't need your grind improved. It's just recommended that you play a different class. 
Like, no, the, the efficiency is so dramatically different with a shy versus without. Yep. That it's like, yeah, sure, you can do it without, but you're just making way, 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 way less money and with way, way, way more effort. So That's it's like, the facts. yeah, like for sure. So again, at the end of the day, I, I do think that this sucks. Um, it does. Absolutely. It, it, and you're right. They don't necessarily deserve this, but it's like, you kind of knew this going in. Well, like, I didn't. That, I was surprised. My, my I was surprised it. by this, to be honest, a little bit. But but thinking about like Quint and all these other yeah, spots, like, be, I guess it's, it's not super insane. surprising. Like you have you have Shy's acting as like uh, duo partners for players in specific zones where they're typically a lot harder, just so that they can farm, you know, specific items much more efficiently and quickly. Yeah. No. Okay. Like, so here's where I really, really do strongly agree with Wutaro. So he says a one minute cooldown is expected, not three minutes. This is the yeah. This I think a, the three minutes is harsh. This is an argument that I've been making for a long time. Like back when, way, 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 like 2019, 2018, when they removed Frontal Guard from Twisted Collision on Mystic, where I, I was like, I don't understand why when they do a nerf, the skill can't be mitigated to a point where it's like hey we don't want you to use this as much because of how powerful it is instead it's like hey we don't want you to use this at all and they removed forward guard from twisted collision uh, effectively making the skill useless in pvp and this has a very similar feel to that where it's like okay this is too strong as often as they're using it it should probably be used a little bit less but to increase the the cooldown by six times is a yeah, pretty that's... dramatic change yeah. as well as removing the all defense reduction 10% effect although this one isn't as this one's not as crazy um, we were looking at specifically Olun mobs before the all defense reduction effect was reducing mobs DP by like 46 and now it's reducing it by 30 so the the Top three, quick two, one isn't as dramatic. But the top one, yeah, going from 30 seconds to three minutes is a huge difference in time. Um, even if they went to two minutes and still increased the duration to 30 seconds, like three minutes is a really long time. Yeah. It is. And I do agree with that. I think it's it's very unfortunate that it's being changed to three minutes. I mean, with player feedback, they might reduce that some, but um, I think it's still going to be a lot longer than what it currently is, no matter what the end result is. Yeah. It was always supposed to be like an RP class. Like, it's the only class in the game that can play a fucking piano. It's the only class in the game that has <laughs> the Wama mount. Like, I just, I don't know what they're expecting. They said from the get-go that this class is essentially going to be a meme class, a, an RP class. They've been wanting it to be viable in PvP. They gave it the most cancerous fucking ability in the game. Weaponized desync. I blame Dreadspark. The reason I blame Dreadspark is because he talked about uh, flying donkeys at the VOA. Oh my god. And it let them sneak this right under Dreadspark's nose. While he was daydreaming about flying donkeys, this happened. True. 
Yeah, this... I, I'm sorry out there, Shies, for all of you guys. It's a tough pill to you swallow. Know, we, we haven't had a Shy guest on, and we were planning on getting one in the now near we future, can't. but now, now we I can't. don't. No, the fear now of just absolute destruction <laughs> and TOS, there's no way we can't have a Shy on now. Yeah, we can't have a Shy on now. There's absolutely no way in hell. Yep. Oh, man. For the sake of all our streams. <laughs> With the fucking TOS. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna move on. Shies, I'm sorry out there. They hate you guys. They hate you guys very, very much. Jobel for sure. All right, I'm gonna. I, we're gonna move on from this. Let's do. Let Let's do a quick. Um, now actually, if you don't mind, a a, a ten second moment of silence. A ten second. All right. All right. Guardian. <laughs> Guardian. Pulverization has been improved as follows, improved uh, uh, so that when you right click, left or right, while using the skill Fierce Disdain is activated first. Merciless uh, Smash has been improved as follows, they increase the damage by around 200% per hit. And the following changes have been made to the Searing Fang skill. After the second hit of Searing Fang, do they always change the skill? After the second hit of Searing Fang, the speed linkage with Scornful Slash, Frigid Wind, Neck Impaler, and Scalding Wind has been slightly increased, and the phenomenon of not being linked to the second hit of Glorious Advance after the second hit of Searing Fang has been fixed. Chat's getting triggered, quote, triggered by Nyashi's takes. Are they? Well, there's, a, there's this old expression, if someone is telling you uh, if someone is telling you something enough times, you, you got to eventually believe them. Like PA has basically told you time and time again that they're never going to make the class what anyone really wants it to be. They just yeah. aren't. I, I mean, I, I'm at the same point with Kuno Awakening and PvE. Like I, I actually think just e even thinking about getting Kuno Awakening PvE to be good is just, I, I think it's on me at this point. I, I've there's no point. It's just never going to happen. It's literally been years. Like a game's lifespan, the average person plays a game, what? How, how long does the average person even play an MMO? Like a single, the average MMO player, how Nowadays, long do they play? Probably like a year. A year, two years, maybe three. And it's like, okay, well, four years of Kuno PV never being good. So it's like, yeah, it's just never going to be good. I've accepted it. Kuno PV. The difference is, your class is actually a standard staple class that is intended to have proper PvE. There is no evidence that the PvE has ever been intended to be good. So I, I, I can't even say that. It's in the same boat as Shy. I'm like, we're Shy I'm with PvP. There might not be evidence, but it, sh it is expected. But I, I don't know why. They've never, they've never done it, so I don't know why I would expect it now. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It's kind of like, okay, no, so with Shy, I guess the only difference is that they at least explicitly said they don't want Shy to be good in PvP, right? Like, they don't want it to be yeah. a damage-dealing class. 
but they haven't explicitly said it with Kuno, but they've said it in their actions for sure to me at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like I definitely just have to play something else to kill mobs because this will never be good. Um, and it's disappointing. It's a shitty feeling for sure. I, so it sucks. I feel you know, for Shies in that regard because it's like, man, this style of class is like, I want to play this class. I love how this class looks and feels and plays, etc. But they're never going to make it like what you guys want it to be. And why? I don't know. I would love like uh, to sit down like, hey man, like obviously making this class not be great in all areas is a bad thing. There's like the BDO has no place for a class with a niche identity. So why not? Why not just make it good everywhere? I don't know. It's very odd. Um, all right. Hashashin. Dominion Slash has been improved as follows. The first hit action has been changed. Skill damage has been adjusted uh, from 952 times 6 to 1377 times 6 on the first hit. And the second hit from 1296, uh, or sorry, times 3. I think the first hit is times 3. And the second hit is times 6. So 952 times 3 to 1377 times 3 on the first hit. And the second hit is 1296 times 6 uh, to 1503 times 6. PvP damage reduction rate. Uh, has been increased, so it's about the same damage in PvP. Um, I have to compare this to Prophecy Blade, because that's the alternative. Prophecy Blade is already good in PvE. Unless this is better, it still won't be used. And because the PvP damage is unchanged, it, won't, it will not be used in PvP either. So there's only a PvE change. I just don't know if it's enough to actually make you swap from the other Rabom. And the other Rabom's protected too, so... And it does have a... Uh, one second lower cooldown instead of 16 seconds it's 15 compared to the other bomb but that's not really enough to decide um al's mirage has been improved as follows you can now uh activate it by left clicking when defending is successful while using hourglass of death so that is really an interesting change for pvp so essentially if you're holding the forward guard for hourglass of death and someone throws an ability i you can left click and it'll now use Al's Mirage, the Rabom. Um, potentially really cool. I I'd have to see in practice that this one would be like would require legit decision making because Al's Mirage does not have the protection on the hit like normal Mirage does. So okay. there's some risk if you're not careful. But I suppose if you see like a a Sork throw like a point blank Dream of Doom or a Musa may well throw a stub arrow. You could potentially catch them out of it with this if they try to shoot your frontal guard. True. So that's the that's the counter skill that I fucking hate, right? Yeah, well, this is the Rabom version that you really don't really you don't see that often. Can most people take the one where they teleport to you and it does the three tornadoes for just damage? Uh yeah. Yeah. yeah so this is the alternative to that. So, but it works the same way as that counter skill, just doesn't have protection on the hit. Gotcha. So, this is an interesting change. I don't know if it'll be used, though, still. Uh, Nova. Nova got some really interesting ones. So, Cordum's closing has been improved as follows. The stiffness effect has been removed. Forward uh, guard effect while moving backwards has been changed to forward guard while using the skill and improved to move more smoothly when moving backwards. That is really awesome. I don't think anyone wanted or cared for that stiffness, so having forward guard for the entirety of that skill is really nice. Uh, a lot of people also use this as a precursor to the grab 
So that's kind of cool. And also just a, as another means to avoid grab since, uh, particularly with Suck Nova, since Suck Nova only has uh, one iframe on a 10 second cooldown, uh, this sometimes helps you avoid getting grabbed. Um, Frozen Chain, they just increased the PVE damage. The PVP damage seems to be the same as before. Uh, down smash effect has been added on successful second hit, so that's kind of interesting. Cordum's Earth has been improved, so instead of 12-11 times 6, 12-11 times 8. That's uh, mostly just a PvE change. The PvP damage same as before. And Inter Darkness has changed uh, from 9-10 times 9 to 12-28 times 9. Um, the problem is that it, you basically get either Cordum's Earth or Enter the Darkness, and I think because Cordum's Earth has 100% crit, it's the one that's going to be used. Used more often, I yeah. think, yeah. But, other than, uh, but otherwise, they're pretty similar in damage now in PvE. All right, Sage! Sage, Sage, Sage. Piercing Thorn has been improved as follows. Been improved to take the uh, attack action more smoothly. Uh, improvements have been made to enable faster connection with Rift Chain while using the skill. I guess pocketing the Rabom now is more viable, I guess. I don't know if this will actually be used. We'll see. Uh, Void Blast has been improved as follows. The Frontal Guard effect has been changed to continue until the end of the skill, and it now recovers 60 HP instead of 50. Um, I I don't know how many people take the Forward Guard Rabom, but maybe now they will. Uh, Void Eruption has been improved as follows. The Critical Strike rate has been changed from 25 to 100 percent and the skill damage has been adjusted from 12 or 1372 times two second hit 1376 times six to just a straight up 1372 times six um so i guess it only has one hit now and then the pvp damage reduction has been changed and then awakening now here we go ash are you ready for this i'm ready the defense Able to get. The defense judgment of bolt skill has changed. It is now it changed from super armor to invincible at the start, super armor while using the skill. However, the invincibility effect does not apply when used during overcharge or cooldown. So every two seconds, bolt is now an iframe at the start of the ability. So Yay. very similar to old ghost step, except bolt is a two second cooldown. Um now in Global Labs, uh... when I was going to mess around with this on Global Labs, the the overcharge is bugged, so you can't overcharge Bolt on Global Labs. Maybe they changed it now or hotfixed it, I don't know, but you weren't able to. So that made a bunch of the sages who can't read. Um, there's a big a big portion of that community. They made them mad because they thought overcharge got removed. So they were inevitably pissed. Uh, but no, right. overcharge is still there. It's still in the tooltip, and it was even mentioned in the, in the patch notes, but... Uh, it is bugged on Global Labs, so you can't really mess with it. But yeah, you now have an iframe every two seconds. Um, they made it so when using Impaling Flash, if you hold W, it's been modified to move behind the opponent after the last blow, so you don't have to return to your original position. You can instead go behind or appear behind the enemy at the end of it. Um, it's also been improved so that the Spear Bolt skill is activated before Flow Aftershock when using Spear Bolt Aftershock Relay. This is important because the way they changed the core, um, the core, the knockdown is only on at the actual spear bolt, not the flow. So when you use shock relay to fast cast the animation, it used the flow first, which meant you wouldn't get the knockdown and now you will. Um, and then in certain situations, the phenomenon in which the skill is activated when acquiring bolt skill has been correct. I don't know, I don't know what that means, but 
yeah. So they got uh, a little bit more love this week. Um, I think the range of Impaling Flash still upsets them. Because um, it, it got lowered a little bit with the initial change. But being able to move behind is, is kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, Sage having... What, their their main mobility skill had had iframe originally, right? But I got so, chased with super armor. They went through some phases, all right. So originally, yeah. the initial launch of Sage was it only you could only use Bolt when it was off cooldown, and it had an iframe. Yeah. And then they changed it to uh, they added the overcharge version of Bolt, so you could use it even when it's on cooldown and it's still at iframe. And now it's going to be iframe only went off cooldown but super armor went on cooldown full super armor went on cooldown and what's the cooldown again two seconds. seconds two two seconds yeah so so a better version of chase right <laughs> uh yeah well more stamina hungry than chase i'd say but sure that's true you get the iframe more often than chase more reliably than chase yeah Maybe that's what they should do for uh, Miss Mewa Chase. What? Just Increase make it a two-second cooldown instead of three. Yeah, a lot of people have I been mean, saying this... that Musa Mewas really need big buffs right now. So that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the sarcasm. Yeah, no, a lot of I've been noticing too in my chat. A lot of people are like, dude, are they gonna make Musa viable? And I'm like, dude, I hope so one day, guys. Well. Uh... We could leave Musa out, I suppose. Yeah, maybe Mewa me. could get the two-second version since Musa's yeah, chase may, moves may, them further, you know? Yeah, well, they have, they have Fire Angel, you know? And like, they have Fire really Angel. Have that. that is true. So, And that's, you know, super armored, stamina-free movement. Sure, you can't chart, uh, recover during it, but it's a lot of movement, you know? Mm -hmm. Shit's serious. That's right. <laughs> you know, I had to sneak in at least one attempt here, you know? So, Nat says, give Musa Mewa two second cooldown on Chase, but remove SA from Chase when it's on cooldown. But that's like the complete opposite of what happened with Bolt. They went super armor and then they gained iframe. Yeah, that's oh, what a, that's what a lot of non-sorks want to see on Nightcrow too. Give Nightcrow a cooldown, make it and super armor when it's on. And actually make them at zero stamina, they can't continue using stamina with shards. Must be nice. Look, man. I do appreciate that they've been doing continuous balance changes. At on least. sort. On sort, Just yeah. On, on classes and classes in general. To be honest. Like what class in this game has dodged so many fucking patch nerfs besides Sork? Like honestly, that class is literally uh, it just—it survives everything. I don't understand it. Yeah. Also, this was brought to my attention by Kerr and then reiterated by uh, my friend Ryu. They removed the hundred percent down smash from Crow's Mark on Awakened Corsair, but that was not in the notes. So there's that. Everyone live with that. That's one of those. You know. So wait, you, is you, it a thirty percent like normal? Now it's thirty percent. It yeah. Is? Yeah. That's one of those Isn't like that actually proper. Yeah. So it's like it sucks on one hand, but also it's like, dude, 
I mean, my Welcome thing with the, the down game. smash is either give everyone 100% or no one 100%. Yeah. I don't think it should be 100%. You can get smashed into fucking oblivion. With all the damage that's in the game, nah. No class should have 100% down smash. Yeah. Um, alright, so th that was the class balance changes. Are you expecting more going forward? Do you think they're done now? Um, I think they're definitely going to be doing more. I mean, they just touched for BAMs mostly this time around, right? So... Yeah. I think there's still quite a bit that they plan on doing. I'd be um, shocked if they stop. I mean, if they don't stop. If I mean, they continue, honestly, be... Suck Musa literally just, it's bottom tier in pve so they got to continue suck moose's bottom tier in pve True. Yeah, yeah they're like literally below the shies after shy nerf so mm -hmm. they have to they have to buff suck moose a little bit more yeah no for sure have Ma you seen clips of that shit mocker saying they better not be done awaken guardian i don't know what you're talking about they changed searing fang for the 11th time in the last 12 months i think guardian's fine don't you think as long as Searing Fang is in the patch notes once a month, that class is fine. Have you have you seen clips of Suck Musa grind? Yes, this, I watched a whole patch. video of them grinding uh, Gyphon. They're a uh, strong class, strong class. It's actually fucking insane. Yeah, I, I don't know how that even happens. Um, I'm gonna say this on the on the the changes that we got added to live. Okay. Um, particularly with with Sakuno. So, when reading the notes, my initial impression was: look, yes, it's a dramatic change, and it's a lot at once, and it's surprising that they did all of the stamina nerfs and cooldown increase and stam locks all at the same time. And I actually think overall it would be okay. The one downside, the one part that I overlooked. The oversight that I had in my assessment of the changes is that Kuno's S-Block, unlike any other class's S-Block in the game, locks stamina and consumes stamina if it's attacked. Which is, I don't, I, I've been trying to think about it. I don't think any other class's S-Block, or even Q-Block for that matter, locks and drains stamina while it's being attacked. Kuno's is the only one. So while I'm okay with the stam increases, because Kuno was way too insane. I do think it would be fair if like the other 23 classes, if Kuno recovered stamina while S-blocking. I don't think that um, Kuno should not be allowed to recover stamina while S-blocking. That's all I'm saying. Now, Nihilus is saying he disagrees in chat because he thinks that the nerfs were way too much. The problem is, is I can't even really fully assess how the nerfs feel if the fucking S-block doesn't recover stamina. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, we went back to the, the way it was before pre-rework, or uh, pre-rework, where you S-block a lot, which I, I'm not opposed to that. I just would love if the S-block, like every other class in the game, recovered stamina if it was being attacked. So, essentially, yeah. if, if you're fighting a Kuno... And you know they've been stammed out, which if they're aggressive, they have been, I promise. Then Definitely. when they're yeah, S-blocking, just make sure you, when they're S-blocking and try to recover, 
It doesn't matter if it's a crappy skill, a range skill, range poke, like just continuously hit their S block and it prevents them from recovering stamina. They can't recover. In fact, it'll drain it even more. So that is how you, uh, AB suck. That's suck, a, yeah. Know. You just got to keep the pressure on. Now you don't want to be too close to where you're going to end up just getting grabbed if you're just sitting on top of them, but you know, keep a little bit of distance hit, hit from the max range of your skills once they stam out and just keep them locked at, at zero. And uh, you'll I mean, be makes you're sense. good to go. Easy strategy. Just throw on some grab resistance and then just go ham. <laughs> throw on grab resistance. Yeah, that's... Uh, there you go. Uh, anyway. So, and, and okay. So here, here's the thing. So, Blader's... I, I, this always happens. Compare Kuno's S-block to Blader's S-block. So, Nayashi, when you're in Awakening and you S-block, do you, does your S-block... Uh, drain stamina or lock your stamina bar? No. Okay, when you're in pre-awakening where you don't have an S block, does your Q block lock your stamina or drain stamina? No, but no. with Q block, you obviously can't move. But you can't move. Now, if you want to make Kuno just have the a Q block, that's fine. But our Q block, Dre, just like yours, we have a stationary Q block, also drains our stamina, and also prevent stamina from recovering. Does your Q block do that, Dre? I'll wait. Oh, you also have a grab. So the S block shouldn't recover stamina because uh, Kuno has a grab. That makes sense. Okay. Does block can require stamina? That makes sense. No, no, that actually does make sense. So, okay. I wasn't sure. Does block sure. Have, have stamina costs? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Does does uh does ice pick re recover stem? Does no. it lock your stem? No. Oh no, it doesn't. Okay. But it's a forward skill. Oh okay. It's not an iframe that I can sit in for literally two seconds. But does your block recover stem? Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Well, well, I'm just saying I, like saying he, he's you, making uh, yeah, the agree, point. He, he's trying to say that that uh, Sukuno's S block shouldn't recover stamina because some classes don't have an S block. Are are you saying you agree with that assessment? No. Okay. I think you guys should have stamina recovery on S block. Yeah. I mean, I I was with I'm with Bladers in that Sukuno needed to have more stamina costs. That's yeah, why yeah, I'm yeah. not necessarily with Nihilus in rage that Sakuno has stamina cost. That that part I'm okay with. Um but you have a a block on suck bladers and so does Kuno, but one of them drains stamina, the other one recovers stamina. And all I'm saying is I, I don't fully understand why that would be the case. I think Moose's awakening used to if they would S block Back mistaken, in the day, it used to. I think that is true, yeah. But they did remove that. Yeah. But they. That was a, yeah. Like that a was a while back. Block. I remember that. Yeah, they didn't have a traditional block. That was a more like a counter type S block thing. So it was a lot different. Yeah, I I mean the thing is it's not like sure if the argument is going to be well your s block shouldn't recover stamina because bladers don't have an s block or your s block shouldn't recover stamina because uh kuno has a grab then you have to go through all of the classes and and follow that that same 
rule, right? Like you, you should just go through and make sh all blocks should just lock stamina and drain stamina to any class that has either mobility or grab or whatever. I, I get it. If that's if that's the take or the feeling, then I, I'm with that. But my my point is, I don't I don't think S block on any class should require stamina, um, because S block is like the least dangerous thing someone can do to you, right? You're you're moving away from the target slowly, and you're leaving yourself relatively vulnerable by today's standards yeah. of mobility. Like people can punish an S block fair, relatively easily. easily. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's completely unrealistic to to want an S block to function similarly across all classes. And yeah, I, I also don't think bladers shouldn't have an S block either. Necessarily. Oh what? Well like if they if if holding S gave you guys forward guard, I I mean I'm not really that opposed to that. Yeah, we have that. No, I mean in in pre awakening. Oh in pre awakening? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Conan, how is your name glowing like that? All right, moving on. Uh, what else was there? Was there anything else? Oh, Arena of Solar is coming Wednesday. I wanted to ask you this. What is your? What are your early predictions? What do you think the... God, it, it's weird because I don't know. There's popularity and then there's what would be at the top. So I'm going to ask you in two separate, two separate ways. Two okay? categories. Yeah, two, two separate categories. Let's start with the the absolute top ranking. So this one you have to t try to take into account who you think the good players are on NA uh, to to do this. But what Oof. are the top one or two classes you think you would see at the very very highest end of the leaderboard when Arena Solar comes out after after let's say week one? Like by the time we're doing this podcast next week. Um. Well, it's a three v three. Right. Yep. So so there is randomness involved because it's not pre set up team three v three. So it's three v three. I don't RNG. know how the I don't know how the damage looks on the new class or on Draconia and with that reduced gear. So it's, I don't know for sure. Hmm. Basically, like I assume that the damage is not going to be near as oppressive. Um, that might so be a wrong assumption, be to, but we'll see. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. So. If my assumption is correct and it's not near as oppressive, then there's time to like you know go for catches and stuff like that. Um, um you know, I think Warrior's still going to be up there, and I think Sork. And then DK doesn't seem as oppressive when I was at least testing in Global Labs, but mm -hmm. mind you, you got to take that with a grain of salt. That's just Global Labs and people fucking around. Not people that are actually serious per se. So give me a class you think would be on the actual like let's say I don't even know what the highest would be, but whatever the equivalent of like Grandmaster or Challenger would be. What do you think like the top? Where it's like, yeah, I expected this class to be up there. Yeah, I mean that's Sork Warrior and I suppose either DK or I could hypothetically see Valk, actually. Okay. And what do you think, separately, what do you think the most popular? Like, what class do you think every game you're going to be like, oh my god, another one of these. Like, there's one of these on every team. <laughs> Probably Draconia. <laughs> there's a lot of Draconias right now. I kind of feel like you'll see a lot of them. 
Yeah. Um, I think you'll see a lot of Sorks. Because there's, there's, Sorks is obviously very popular, very strong. Um, I don't think you'll see a lot of Warriors. I just think the Warriors that will be, like, good right. will be at the top yeah, kind you of will, thing. Yeah, I agree. Because um, there's, a, there's a large portion of Warriors that are just, like, they're not good. Um, Valks, you see very few and far between. So I think you're not going to see a lot of them. But the, the good ones will be at the top. See, here's the thing that, to consider, though, especially when it comes to class popularity, is the minimum wrecks to get in are having a level 60 character. Because you don't need gear. You don't need any of that. So you basically just have to have a character that has Season enough skill character. points. Yeah. yeah. Which means people are going to be able to branch off uh, from their mains because PvE is just completely a non-factor. So they're going to play what they think is going to get them wins or what is the most fun. Which is yeah. why I, I think it's going to be a lot of Suck Novas and... Sorks. <laughs> Ooh, suck Nova. I didn't even think about that. I could see Drac um, too, but I'm with you. I need to see what the damage feels like in that arena in particular. But I could see a lot of suck Novas and a lot of Sorks. Yeah. Like Sork, if Sork wasn't as like brain deadish as it is now, like pre pre rework, it was actually a lot more effort for Sorks. Hmm. I would see a lot of Sorks actively participating, but not a lot of Sorks making it to the top. But that class just got like so brain dead over the course of the last year, and also with the rework, it's just like they don't even have to really do all that much anymore. They can literally sit in their awakening for the most part. Yeah. So it's it's a much easier class to play than what it used to be. So you're just gonna see a lot more of them, and they're gonna perform because that class in and of itself performs. I also do um, think because of the popularity of Sork and DK and Hash, I actually Hash has been a little bit more and more popular lately, especially with the suck hash changes. I think there's gonna be strikers are gonna be fucking nightmare to fight. True, but there's a lot of bad strikers. There are a lot of bad strikers. There are like there, there's strikers that just don't know how to close their gaps. But I'm imagining like, a world, imagine a, you end up in a 1v1, your team dies, your opponent's team dies, and now it's just like an, between you and a striker. It's a 250 AP awakened DK versus a 220 <laughs> AP awakened striker. That poor DK is going to have a good old time. <laughs> DK is going to have a blast. He's going to be playing time. Hopefully all DKs, PSA, if you end up in a 1v1 against a gauntlet, you just play the time. Just apply bleeds and run for your life. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see how the meta shifts. Basically, it's going to come down to a couple things. The popularity, like you said. Mm -hmm. But I think the other category that we're not considering is what class are they as our players going to find that is the most broken behind like the mechanic aspect of the uh, second map? And are they going to add more mechanics in the future? Because currently they aren't showing that they're adding more mechanics into maps. Because yeah. that, that I think, is going to be ultimately the play. What classes will be better served at getting those mechanics done to serve their team the best? And I yeah. think you're going to see, like, fast movers or stealthy type classes like Ninja and stuff like that that can, like, kind of branch away, make people still, like, respect that they're there, present in the arena. But while they're 
you know, <laughs> respecting him and not like really aggressing on the two that are sitting in front of him. I think there will be a lot of mooses too. I think a lot of mooses too, just because of popularity, but I don't think they're going to perform at a high level in the end. I think they'll do all right, though. I think you'll definitely see some perform pretty well, but I think the mass majority won't. Um, I, I, I honestly think Stork and Warrior is going to be like one of the top for sure. We don't know. We don't know yet the time frame that they said or the time uh the allotted time that this is going to be active hope i guess we'll find out tuesday once we start seeing patch notes for kr and sea but right now because they said that during the preseason it's going to be only available during certain times every day so that also is weird yeah yeah i know some It'll people be interesting. yeah some people that play from eu are probably concerned people that play in na from eu like uh Biceptimus and Multi are probably concerned if it's during times they'd normally be asleep. Yeah. Hopefully for it's for a decent number of hours every day. I'm you know really excited, dude. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. You know what I didn't consider? You mentioned Striker, but having two grabs is pretty powerful mm -hmm. in a 3v3 setting. Yeah, especially when the success is a super armor. Yeah. And every ability you use after the grab is a super, a super armor. Yeah, so your combo potential is pretty safe. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Arena is going to be incredibly fun and incredibly toxic and, and incredibly oh frustrating. Because yeah. I already had, even during just the, for fun, cross-country, different region, for fun global lab tests, people were shit-talking in there. Oh man, they it's were, be... dude. They were already shit talking during the global test version of it. You know, goddamn well on NA, there is going oh, to be. Man. I I would I not can't be surprised. Wait to see all the macros. If there was a stat by the end of the year of like a spike of temp band accounts, like people that get temp <laughs> bands from ticket submissions, it probably June and July are going to have the most. True. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to say the least. I know when Lost Ark, when I was playing Lost Ark for a little bit um, during the arena when it was available, um, there's a fair amount of shit talk that was going on in there too. So I can only imagine how it'll end up being with the uh, BDO and BDO's community. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Nyla there's gonna said... be so many uh, copy pasta macros. Nyla said he's going to int hard and complain about how bad my class is so we get buffs. Got to learn from the DK Sork players. Damn. Wait, I don't know. What, what is Nyla talking about? Sorks never really entered. They just continued to win both in-game and on the patch. No, the, the KR Sorks are the ones doing the inting for the rest of the community. That's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's a few examples, right? There's been quite a few. It's like the most common montage in KR for Sork is Succession. That's a red flag. That is Succession red flag. Sorks. It was like Suck Sork versus Suck Sork in the finals. It was also, um, there was that one video of the Sork on top of a roof using Mark of Shadow. They're doing all they can for the Sork community over here and, and across, the, across the pond. Oh, man.
Yeah, that's rough. That shit doesn't work for everyone. Think of how much tamers cry and Mewas used to cry. Yeah, but you got to remember, you need an archetype that's really popular. What does he mean, yeah. used to cry? Yeah, Mewas still cry. They never really stopped. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they've, they've never stopped. Um, I mean, when they nerfed us alongside Musa and then Musa still comes out like heavily on top. I mean, <laughs> is there not a good reason to cry? Yeah. Mayo's mostly now are just sad that they're ice-based class with no freezes. That's their biggest complaint. Yeah. I, actually, you know, that doesn't even make sense. Like, what the fuck? Where's my freeze? Fucking yeah. Nova got freeze. Fucking, uh... Um, which wizard got freeze? Which makes sense for them, but... Why did Nova get freeze? Yeah, I don't know. Not like I ever really get hit by it, but... I think that Arena of Solaire is going to be mostly... If I... Mostly Awakened Sages and Shies. Just teaming up, you know? Oh, God. I'm going to take over out of frustration for all the nerfs. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait. Are we going to queue up? Like, I know Reslar... We got to talk to Reslar and... See yeah. what he says and feels, but I, I remember he I'm said he wanted to do a uh, stream on Wednesday if we get it all together. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be really fun. I mean, obviously, we probably won't be on the same team. We'll be against each other. It'll be even more probably, fun. Probably, yeah. It'll be even more fun. And I'll be on my Suck Nova. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, Suck Nova. Dude, how fun that's, is Suck Nova? toxic. How is that toxic? toxic? You're a Maywa. Wait, wait. How is that? How is my class toxic? Literally one shot suck Novas. Oh my god. You hit us with your toothpick or whatever. Icy toothpick. What about suck mystic on Arena Solar? Dude, I wish Ice Pick's name actually translated to Icy Toothpick. That would have been so much cooler. True. I agree. But they don't they don't do our name our skill names justice. They revert they changed our roll rage ability, our counter ability to reverse scale. Like what the fuck is that? Um Chasm's asking, do I think Arena Solar will be the major factor on class balance from now on? And the only way I see that actually ending up happening is if Arena Solar is popular. Yep. If it's not very popular, then no, it won't be. Yeah, it all depends on the popularity. Yeah, if it becomes really popular, then I could see them taking it seriously like they did in the early days of Shadow Arena when they started making balance they branch changes. branch it off into a standalone. Yeah, and then if it becomes too popular, then they d yeah they cut it out of the game and release it on Steam. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see. It won't be popular because classes are unbalanced. Yeah, then I mean PvP competitive PvP where there's anger and angst involved. If it's not the base game is it's typically a lot less popular than the rest of the game. It's not really going to be not popular because of balance. If people enjoy PvP, they're going to play. Yeah. It, the balance is off. I mean, like, I look at Lost Ark and its relative popularity, and it's like, it has people that play it, but it's not a mainstay in the game. I, it, it just depends. Yeah, balance is yeah. never going to be good. So essentially, like that, this whole like notion of eh, it won't be popular. Ah, oh, they shouldn't do it because it won't be balanced. It's just 
then no game should ever do PvP, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, I think it's gonna be fun. I I'm really excited just to queue up. I'm I'm curious what's changed. The thing is that sucks about the global labs is we don't get any change logs for what's new and different in in the arena. We haven't even gotten to see the new map. We also haven't gotten to yeah. see um if any of the rules in the second map got updated or Change changed at all. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of question marks right now. Also, like Global Labs has incredibly crazy bad ping for me, and I still was having a ton of fun. So I'm really excited for it to be on our normal server. Yeah. I was I was actually enjoying it quite a bit. Now, how long can that maintain? We'll see. Yeah. Well, for me, it's going to be extended because I I don't mind trying out other classes and queuing up. You know. Yeah. So I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be going in there on Hash, on Kuno, on Nova. I don't even know what else. What else would I go on? Um, might try Corsair in there a little bit. Sork. Ninja. And it'll be fun. Maybe I gotta learn Valk. Maybe it's time to oh, learn God. Valk. Well, I heard uh, recently that it's the easiest it's ever been. So if there's a time, now would be the time. Is it? That's what Lunar Lee and uh, Paladin said. That Awaken Valk or Suck Valk is the easiest it's ever been? Um, probably Awakening was what the implication was, but I didn't specify. I think both I are the easiest they've ever been. Right, because yeah, they've just probably. made them better, but... I mean, that's is that not true with most classes? They're the easiest they've ever been? I think that's fairly true with most classes. Yeah. All right. Comments. You have to uh, do your weekly Nayashi rant real quick while I use the restroom, and then I'm going to pull up the comments right back. My weekly rant? All right. Um. Well... What do I even say? Man, he's got me on the spot here. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, where the fuck am I made with buffs, you know? You're supposed to introduce some new PvE buffs, and they didn't do that, and it's kind of depressing. Suck Musa gets fucking just insane buffs for PvE. Which makes zero sense, because they were like pretty much like top five in PvE. Now they just get giga boosted. Here us poor fucking Amewas are over here. <laughs> they really need to do is they need to nerf Kuno PvE a little bit more. I think that's really honestly what they should do. Class is just busted. It's got too much stamina. Rip Shies. Yeah. Shies unfortunately got the shit end of the stick this particular global lab patch. To get it all off your chest? Yeah, it wasn't but like 10, 20 seconds. Yeah. Okay. It was easy. What were you complaining about? Uh, mostly, uh, you know, Suck Musa and Kuno needs 
to be nerfed again. Both the classes? PvE is too strong. Yeah. Yeah, PvE is too strong. I understand. And Mewa buffs, of course. Always got to get a weekly dose of that in. Yeah. When are they going to give you guys Icy Angel? Yeah. Whatever that is. Give it. Whatever it is, I want it. Nice little super armor, stamina recovery, move forward ability, you know? Yeah. Honestly, just if they would have, you know, just made it so that Chase was immune to slow effects, it would have been fine. But, you know, Moose has ruined it for us. So. Fucking <laughs> Mooses, dude. Always ruining things for us. Yeah. They're too strong. We get nerfed with them. Like, how does that even happen? Yeah. Fucking unreal, man. It is pretty. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. You're a lucky class to be tied to Musa like that. All right. Comments. For those that don't know, on the YouTube video, we do uh, read all the comments on the show uh, and complaints. We'll call them a comments and complaints section. All right, here we go. First law says, first, X Gris says, my name is pronounced like Chris, but with GX. Oh, with a G, X is also silent. So just Gris. No X. Okay. Can we upload to Spotify better so I can listen while I commute to work, please? And thanks. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, you guys. Yes. We can. Uh, Masiek Kwiatkowski says, uh, Matthew. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Matthew. First of all, people on Reddit need to stop bitchy. There's only three asterisks after B-I-T. So that can't be bitch-ing. It has to be bitchy. Need to stop bitchy. Uh, about centaur money per hour. <laughs> it's only for one hour. Full aggress is like 1.5 uh, an hour for 24k trash and and its event drop. Either aggress, it's 250kk plus. About that one hour private grind. Now the PvE players got their safe space to hide. Not e not use it even once. I started enjoying duel for spot and centaurs with people in Tuvala gear coming to me and dueling. That's so cute. Um, you guys always say warriors OP need to be nerfed, but I lose all the time. One verse two or one verse three are really hard for me. <laughs> I wonder if that was I on suppose purpose. it would be. I wonder if that was on purpose or not. Uh, and then he puts a sad face. Uh, then he says, after price went up for... <laughs> after, the price, after the price went up uh, for outfits in EU, there is still zero available on the market, but it's way easier to buy them than it was before. I got the two newest warrior outfits in three days, so it's a change for the better. Two-hour grinds with Tuvala... Uh, gear and you got it. I need you guys to explain to me something. If 99.9% .9 of the player base can't pay to win in this game because it's too expensive, why people cry about that 0.01% that they're never going to meet anyway? Most of the people got their gear from farming and lucky and chance. I am tired, really tired of five years of balancing characters. It just never stops. How about make it so every class need one full combo to kill another? Not just this one shot, one kill bullshit we got now. If we are, if you are in the same gear score, of course. If guy is lower, then you'll one shot him. We need to give PA some kind of reward for ultimate delay, badass, or some shit like this. It's bullshit we got now. Oh, sorry. That was the end of the last sentence. Um, 3522, still no Draconia Awakening. 
or even trailer for it. Where is Arena? Where is Berserk Suck Nerfs? How this guy? How behind yeah, is I this guy? I feel like he's behind a month or so. He's behind like a week or two. Um, nine hundred devs and any new content you take so long. How about you fire nine hundred more so we got stuff in time? New region once a year, new Elvia once oh, a year. Beautiful. Is it so hard? No PA just started to reuse stuff like with new character. Where is Gyphon Mount Bear or Wolf one? How about new races, otter or orc? Not only human look alike. PA all have pay to win stuff and big cash shop. All PA need is new players that want to buy costumes, etc. Stop inventing new ways to milk veterans. Carrick skins for $64 keck. That is a big keck. Uh, and focus on bringing new players by making new content as often as possible. That way PA will make much more money and give people that we want new outfits, not one for a couple months. About new Blackstar weapons doesn't matter because it's not endgame. I got Pendandy C10 and gonna wait two to three years for Dead God weapon. New Tet Blackstar is the same dead end as normal one. Uh, I forgot about one more thing. Season rewards, 100 fail stack every time is boring. How about give 110, 120, 130, etc. if you can't come up with anything else. And one more thing, rewards for the level needs to be updated like 66 level Pen Ogre, etc. By the way, just made one hour on Miro, 11k trash, no aggers, 23 cavers, 2x Voltara, other trash made 370kk an hour, 2% EXP on 62, 1k EXP plus on scroll. All right. I think, Matthew, you just, you need a little timeout. That's what you need. Um, Dragon Lux Art says, new purple black star is such a bait, not worth over C20 boss, which is so much cheaper or still... Pen Black Star Chronic should also be cheaper than New Black Star Route. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's just like a, I guess, a general misunderstanding of it. But that's okay. Uh, Genesis, yeah, the C, a C20 boss doesn't give you the same benefit as the God Eye because you don't get any monster AP, any of the bonus monster AP. So those two are not really comparable. If you only care about PvP, yeah, you just go C20 boss. If you want the PvE stuff, then it's a bridge between a pen black star, which is really hard. Um, I don't like, <laughs> I know everyone thinks you just tap it. It's like, oh dude, I don't know why you wouldn't just get a pen black star. It's so easy, but it's not, it's actually really, really hard. So having something that's like a menial upgrade in between that isn't as difficult to get is I think a lot of people value that. Um, Genesis says, and, and the other thing too, is you are given a choice by the way. So if you, don't like the route you can just not take the route that's the other thing too that's the other thing that i don't understand about being pissed off about it you know what i mean like why be that angry about it when it's a route you're not forced to take it's it's just for the people that want to do it they can if you don't you don't have to it's nothing to be angry about all right genesis says tldr sage changes are pretty met at best now keep in mind this is before the newest change uh borderline nerf for footsies and kiting while i'm not sure some will like iframe and bolt most of those that main it didn't want it back and cause community to rage again potentially blocking the changes he really needs we wanted stamina changes and at least damage slightly under if not matching hash to improve his backloaded combos and fit the theme of a risky blitz class, not losing the shit they had for more iframe, which wasn't the issue, i.e. two free stiffs, RC costing over 1.5 X amount of bolt to use and move now blocking the basic quick kiting combos like bolt relay nerfed, O-bolt removed. 
And then he goes into more detail, but that was his uh, TLDR. It's funny because I, I never see these people on, on hashes in Node Wars. It's odd that that's the end goal. Uh, CCAJJ says, if you think those changes on Sage as a buff, you are not looking the changes objectively, or you have no idea what is Sage problems, uh, what Sage's problem at all. So please, before thinking that it's massive buff, look from other side because it's not buff, it's not. All right. And well put, well put. Greed says, these grinding changes are insane. Since I have a theme of joke reply and question for this week, can I ask you three, and if guest is there, what your favorite grind spot is? Yeah, Nashi, what's your favorite grind spot? Uh, right now, it's going to be probably Centaurs, actually. It's pretty nice and chill. It's pretty good money. <clears throat> but when I don't have Agris, it's going to be probably not any of the pot piece grind spots. <laughs> Fucking dumb with those <laughs> spots. Um, I don't know. It's the uh, orcs is still plenty fine money. It's still good. Um, there's just a variety of other options available that make decent money. Um, we did uh, Gaifin's five man last night, and that was actually pretty lucrative. Yeah, with blue. So, I my all time favorite is probably Sakreya followed by Star's End, but my current favorite is i don't know man i get I, I guess i really do like Turos a lot and i like thornwood a lot i like those two spots partly because i like the outdoor atmosphere and the grass and stuff but yeah i don't know those two are probably my favorites right now but i have a feeling i'm gonna really like at least one of the spots in calfion so we'll see but my all-time favorite is definitely sacrea and there's something about it it's just like the most it's the most bdo spot yeah. of all the spots it's just like traditional kind of pull grind in a circle kill the pack of mobs they're nice and big so you don't really have that big of an issue hitting them it's a good spot and they they're satisfying when they fall apart uh yeah, my, yeah. i'm interested in checking out that hex one from califion that's the troll one's going to be obviously too much for my gear but the hex one looks interesting no it'll be fun <laughs> just get one shot <laughs> yeah you just gotta just gotta eye frame uh, Studsy says, I'm a scrawny little 268-312 Waken Lawn. Where the fuck do I grind for money? I mean, honestly, a bunch of Valencia spots, right? Are pretty good at that AP. Um, I don't know how good yeah, Awaken Lawn is at Centaurs, but Sulfur, I don't know. Trees, Thornwood, Starzen. I feel like you kind of have a lot of options. Um, oh, uh, um, Kratuga. Kratuga is really nice. Kratuga on, on Lawn Awakening is really nice too because the mobs pull relatively well with your Q. Uh, TriConnect says regarding the defense of two nodes, we had that happen a few times. Sometimes some snipe or snipe like guild attacked our side fort. Uh, we have sent a flank to deal with them. They came back after 30 minutes for the main fight. We have been on defense for 30 minutes and just had the flank demolish their base and then we went heavy on the offense it happens but rarely i guess yeah the idea of it is cooler than the reality of it sadly uh daz says love these spot changes even if i get absolute shit rng not a single pity piece with 300 percent drop rate buff at least i still make decent money instead of just 20 mil oh man that reminds me like i didn't tell you this but so i finished my infinite pot right that yeah. last piece 
I was at 99. I had to do an entire fucking hour with Max Buffs on Archa. It was insane. To get the last one single piece. To get the last single fucking pity piece. That's how it goes. And I average around five to seven an hour at Blood Wolves. Yeah, I was going to say, where's this person grinding that they, with a 300% drop rate buff, they don't get a single pity piece? Probably Sherikon. That plays AIDS. Really? Sherikon that can happen? God, if it's at nighttime, you get a lot, but during the day, it's, I don't know why, but for me, the pity, the pity drops are like really bad. Yeah. I actually stopped grinding there during the day and I focused completely on night, but then I decided one time to just continue grinding during the day when it swapped over and I got the fucking raw drop. Balance Breaker says, just go big dick and aim for Penn Blackstar. No point in doing the work to end up with something that ain't the best. You will regret it at the end. I mean, then you have to, no one should ever be getting red nose accessories. You should never waste time getting even a Dandy or a Zarka. You should never, like people don't understand. There's a bridge to these things that actually make a lot of sense. And sometimes you sit on them for a long time. There's no point in getting a Tet Disto. That's 20 bill. Just get a hundred bill and get a, a your pen earring. Kind of weird logic. You know what I mean? It's like, why? I, I don't yeah. think you'll regret it in the end because all of these things are sellable. If you were locked sure. like the way they do with the Black Star Armors, then yeah, you definitely, you should just skip that because it's a legit dead end and it's arguably worse. Yeah. But this is like, I mean, it's literally just a logical upgrade over Tet Black Star. And if you want to bow out, if you're like, you know what? I want to go for Pen Black Star, you could just sell it. And it's like the Try and the Tet sell for like, what? what is it? Like 40, 50 bill? I forgot what the... And the guy sent a screenshot of it. They're like 40, 50, 60 bill for yeah. these middle tier versions. So you're not like locked into them. Yeah. And some people, I mean, bro, Samden is going through this right now where he's like 150 or 140 bill and into his pen black star attempts and he still doesn't have it. And well, lucky for him, he's, <laughs> he still hasn't reached the actual max price of it. <laughs> Now that it's 200 bill. Yeah, right. Um, Mian says, I need 10 bill more for my Pen Black Star pre-order. And then PA came out with this shit. Wow, thanks a lot, PA. Now all I have to do is run around in circles at Centaurs and Elvia for about, oh, I don't know, 100 hours more to save up enough money. Fuck this game, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? Remember when I was telling you what my gear ideas were? Where one of the plants was potentially getting like a Pen Black Star Awakening weapon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I'm really curious where they end up sitting after it's been out for a few weeks. Yeah. Where, where the price sits at. Because I, I don't... I actually don't think I feel either like of them... I feel like 200 bill for it. Yeah, I don't even think the Awakening will be 200 bill. I think... I feel like the main hand will sit somewhere between 125 and 140, and the Awakening will be like 140 to 170. That's my guess, yeah. but we'll see, I guess. It's, but I, I just don't feel like people are going to pay that. Like paying two hundred bill for a whaling fallen god or Lebreska, sure, makes sense, but I, I don't see that with the black star. Too many people can tap it with J hammers when they fucking came up. They come out with them every time. I see so many new pen black stars every time they fucking have a, a J hammer event. Yeah, people just fucking wait. Um, here, let me check. I can do this. I'm gonna check 
the black star. Let's look at the black star amulet. 10 black star, 144 bill. Last sold price, 99.5 bill. Current price, 144. That's for an, an amulet. Let me see. What's like, what's like the most popular class over there? I guess gauntlets, right? Like people probably grind on strikers yeah, a lot. I think, I think gauntlets are probably going to be your best bet. Last sold price, 154 bill for a gauntlet. Um, That's a pretty good price. That's a pretty good price. Do we think it's going to go all the way to 200 though? I, I mean, I could kind of see the awakening pushing, but I don't see the main hand going that high. Yeah, I think too many people have main hands that want it, except for the newer players. I, I don't foresee a newer player grinding 200 bill. Last sold price for awakening is um 122 bill. There's four orders for 131 bill for the awakening guard brace in KR. So that one will still go up a bit. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Um, all right. Nothing, nothingness King says, I laughed so hard when you guys got to my comment about the slow rotating joystick, but there are, uh, there are, is a setting on BDO console that allow you to disable the deceleration function built into BDO console that most players don't know about and use them seem clunky. But with it disabled, you have to practice at high speed to achieve similar effects to what you get on PC. Uh, the only drawbacks are we don't get to click on landing spots like you can on PC. I play Suck Ninja, and to be good with this class, you need to have a moderate to master level of control, be able to keep up with the classes with insane movement that doesn't require uh, much, like Zerk, Kuno, Lawn, etc. Been watching your show for over two years now. I'd love to see a new member of the cast on the show give feedback on how it would affect console. P.S. Keep the content coming to see it. Love to see a new member of the cast on the show to give feedback on how it would affect console. Is he saying yeah. like a new member that plays console? Not 100% sure what that means. But yeah, yeah we'll replace sure. Nayashi here sure soon. specifically. We don't mind so I replacing. I guess I'm rotating out. Yeah, we could rotate <laughs> Nayashi out of the console player. I could... I could see that. Like every two weeks we bring on Nayashi and then the next week we bring on the better Nayashi, which is just a console Maywa. Better Nayashi. <laughs> wow. We bring on, we'll call him better Nayashi too. It'll be like the beginning, be like, I'm better Nayashi. I'm Reslar. I'm Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> That's just That's the just console awesome. version of the show. Yeah. And then we'll swap back to the original intro when you're on. Um Unknown says, never heard Nayashi be this emo emo what was that emo about i don't know were you guys fighting about were you guys was fighting about blooming, blooming again was that it i don't know i can't I remember don't remember being emo um, i don't remember the the context of what this is referring to yeah chat do you remember nayashi being emo last week was i emo last week i don't know about that Maybe someone, maybe some, oh, did Rezler post the picture of you in high school when you had your, your hair was dyed black and combed over your eye? <laughs> no. That never happened. Don't lie. ID Sync says, 
Holy cow, poor Reslar. I didn't know he had the worst enhancement RNG. Ugh, I'm glad it ain't me. Yeah, and Reslar has some pretty rough RNG, to say the least. Change the intro the same week as Better Nayashi joins just to let Worse Nayashi know where he stands. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Jesus, that oh, is toxic. A Canadian dude says, I, I, the intro would be, I'm Nayashi that doesn't get stuck in a corner. I'm Reslar. Oh, I'm Rossi. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I have to defend myself on that one. What? Listen, what? I was not the only one that had that happen to them. And I didn't get stuck at a corner. I was just pretty much in a lose-lose situation. You were a pioneer. So I stayed there for the moment. Should we watch the clip? Oh, please don't. I, I, said we, that I say we bring up the clip just to see what, what's up with it, you know? <laughs> let's see. Let's just get a reminder real quick. Here we go. Pull this up here. Back up, but Nashi actually goes for the blooming and it's punished. Wow. Very, very risky blooming there. Ooh, he's going to have uh, to take some damage to get out of there. Or climb. They're going to name that spot after. Yeah, he's in a bad, he's bad spot here. Yeah, he he's off. stuck between that's a rock it. and a hard place and dies to the circle, dude. Oh, uh, he went into <laughs> that corner. That's unfortunate. Look at how he dies. He's stuck that's between it. a rock and a hard place in a bad, bad spot here. It needs the, it needs the, the duck hunt, <laughs> duck dying sound added oh, to that. Yeah. It needs the duck hunt, duck dying sound. Or whatever the hell it is, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh my god, dude. Uh, Geo Surf says listening to these podcasts again made me want to come back and play. Finally got a good PC, so gonna make the switch from console. Only wish I could keep my fairy and dine. Yeah, that sucks. I wish you could too. Uh, get a main archer this go around. Anyways, keep up the great work. Looking forward to playing again. Hope to see y'all out in the field. Well, let us know your experience, Geo Nerf or Geo Surf. I want to see. Uh, I'm curious after a couple weeks how your progress is, what your gear looks like, how hard it how hard it was, and also if you're having fun on PC. Yeah. Uh Zven Hund says during the inflation talk, something got touched on that I feel doesn't get touched talked about enough. The fact that PA basically price fixed pen weapons and armor. How do you guys feel about PA price fixing tier of gear this way? Will they eventually make a path like this to full pen Fallen God if they end up creating a tier beyond it? And do you think they will scrape that barrel? Um, how do we feel about them price fixing tiers of gear this way? I don't look like early on it was pretty rough. I think when uh pre-central market and then it was kind of rough in a lot of areas during the central market. But they've done a pretty good job of making most things fairly, relatively fairly priced. I mean, you basically have access to buy everything in the game. The hardest things are Debaraka, which is capped probably intentionally at a price that no one would want, should want to sell it. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it would be really nice if this cost like 350 or 400 bills so I could buy one. But uh, I don't know, everything else is fairly okay. My, I don't know. How do you feel about it, Nayashi? The, um, the caps and stuff. I mean, the the re the uh, what was I gonna say? The range of caps are pretty huge. Like, yeah, like a disto. I don't even know if we've ever even seen the cap. And like they said, what was his examples on pen yeah, armors? What was it again? His examples were. How do you feel about them price fixing tiers of gear? Will they eventually make a path? 
They basically price fix pen weapons and armor. I mean, the thing is, like, outside of Blackstar, like, the pen weapons and armor are free to go up, like, as much as they want. I don't think any of them even ever reach a cap. Do they? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about caps on stuff on Marketplace. I mean, most of the caps seem pretty reasonable. Or wherever the state they are in is pretty reasonable. Yeah. The Canadian dude says free market for value packs win. That would be interesting. True. Wonder what they would sit at. Um probably like ten bill. Yeah, I don't mind the the current caps that they have. They're not that bad. I, obviously it's not perfect, but some of them are, are pretty decent. Um, will they eventually make a path like this to full pen Fallen God if they end up creating tier beyond it? Maybe. And then he says, and do you think they will scrape that barrel? I don't even know what that means. They're not much, they're not, I saw Jay at BOA and he, he, you know, he was a pretty casual drinker. I don't think he's gonna be scraping the barrel. You know what I mean? Um, Gear Grinder says, Nayashi saying Kaffirs will not, will never not trigger me. That means you have to do it forever, Nayashi. Oh, I mean, it's inevitable. He's going to say Kaffirs forever. He's working on Kaffirs. You know, I'm pretty sure last week, I didn't, I tried to call you out on, but you guys were, you and Rizzler were talking about something, so I didn't want to interrupt. Okay. But I'm pretty sure you said Kaffirs like how I say it. Chat and comments, if you guys find that clip of me saying Kaffirs instead of Kaffirs, let me know. I actually thinks it yeah, happened. I mean, you didn't, I, you I think it's I think it's you always hear your weird Boston New York accent, whether <laughs> I say it or you say it. You always hear Kaffirs. Maybe that's what's going. So on. it's just it's just my my brain filling in the the gaps. Yeah, your brain is saying. like, okay, yeah, I want I want a couple Kaffirs too. Frosty want a couple Kaffirs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's definitely not a Florida accent. I don't think. I know a I few know people from Florida, from. none of them say gaffers like you do. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to do a comparison, have Shaky say it and see what he says, because he's a Floridian. And then I got to check with Not the Worst, too. He's another Floridian. Is that real, Armin? Armin quit as GMCM? What? Man, no way. Put on an announcement that he quit his CMGM. Where? Well, I posted the link to the image in uh, my chat. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I mean, I guess but if it... you quit, it's probably for what you felt was the best, but... What? It's big news, dude. No big way. News. Yeah. I don't know why he would say it. His last day is June 10th. Wow. Wow, indeed. Fuck, now how am I going to get my GM blessings? <laughs> True. <laughs> Alright, that's the end of the show. To close on a sad note, I guess. Yeah, um, damn, that was, that was rough. There's the feels right there. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll uh, stop buffing Nins and start buffing Kuno, you know what I mean? Maybe he's taking a stance for Kuno. Is that it? Yeah, this was a, he was just so upset about Kuno. That's what it was, dude. It was like this can't happen to my brother. His good friend. He's good friends with the Nihilus and and Reezy, So maybe, maybe that's what this is. This is a stand, a fight for Kunos and Shies everywhere. You know. Really unfortunate. 
Now he's uh, quitting. I feel like uh, when he was... Uh... <laughs> he said he completed his job, they gutted Kuno, and now he's leaving. <laughs> they gutted, they gutted Kuno and Shy, and now he's done. His work is done. Oh, he's God. pleased. Yeah. He can retire in peace. All right. All right. We're going to head out. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you to all of the patrons who support the show. Make sure you guys check out uh, Reslar, twitch.tv slash not Reslar, twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA, and my uh, stream, which is twitch.tv slash SoFrosty. Uh, make sure you guys leave a comment on the video. It will be up on YouTube. Um, next week, I think we'll be back to normal, but we'll let you know. Check the announcements channel in the Value Pack Discord. Um, thank you guys so much for everything. We will see you next time. Have a good weekend. Later! Bye.